think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive and a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back. Happy Hump Day, April the 27th, True Withers Show with True Withers. I am your host, True Withers. Thank you for joining us. Uh, first things first, like like a million of you have already had uh, done. Uh, if you could, thumbs up in the YouTube, please. Subscribe in the chat. I feel like it's going to be a lot of yelling. You want to be part of that. Um, and a five-star review wherever you are listening, please and thank you. Scoob's in the house. How we feeling, Scoob? I'm feeling, I'm feeling, oh, I'm feeling all right. CJ McCollum broke me over his, his knee yesterday, but I'm alive still. I survived it. He can't break me. No, he can't. Uh, you needed, what, five and a half assists? I needed five and a half, and he ended with five. And he had five for, like, m- most, like, ten minutes left in the third quarter. He got five, so mm-hmm. watch that you, whole, uh, I was up till midnight for nothing. You, uh, you think he did it on purpose? Honestly, you think, was, you think it was some malice there, some intent? Dude, he, did you see the way he was just chucking up the threes? I mean, nah, I got a bad was, taste in my mouth. It was a tough scene, man. I uh, again, I I wish I could relate, but I I won my money back on the draft yesterday, and I hit two more slips, man. Truly, two slips lives, baby. Bro, I don't know what to tell you, man. There's some kind of curse going on here, man. Like it's like hey, reverse. I'm glad it skipped over. It passed over this house. Praises do. Uh, yeah, this is messed say, up. Oh, you, they say you're putting in ten slips a night. How many you think I was putting in before, man? Right. Like you know, <laughs> oh, you put in. T- I used to always put in ten. Now I just hit two of them. See, I, I, um, I even, I, I never put in ten. I would always be like four max, and then I went to two, and then I went to one, and I, I'm ice cold. No, legit, I, <laughs> I found my sweet spot. I do a, a two piece for every game. We've been getting three games a night. It's about mm-hmm. to go down to two, like second round, two piece every night. And then I don't know, either one more, like three or four, just some extra slutty. Like I just can't. I'm, I'm, I'm just a little whore when I see these slips, Scoob. I just really can't help myself. I give up the draws. Um, yeah, it's nasty business. Hit my hero booster. Did you at least hit the booster? No, that was in my. Oh, was, that was in my. That, that no! was my booster, dude. I hit the hunter over one and a half, and I hit the booster, and then no! I, I stayed up until midnight for the guy not to get the sixth assist. And Jack Settlement himself, he said that the score, whoever the scorer is, owes us the money because he didn't call two assists that were clear assists. Listen, and I, Jack is an assist, assist watcher. That's if right. He says there were assists assisted. They were assisted. That's right. Um, boy, oh boy. Now my booster hit the Chris Paul under two and a half turnovers. I only had one. That was a lot. But there was a, there was one. Aiton passed him the ball like in the corner, and it went out of bounds. And I was like, oh my god, did that touch off? It was a bad pass by Aiton, but I was like, if it touched off Chris Paul, are they going to give it to Chris Paul? They gave it to Aiton. Whoo! Praises due. So you've got um, different kinds of luck. Listen, man, the rivals. I think I might be in on rivals. That's where when I was missing all my slips, I was I was going straight pick them, avoiding the rivals. I had DeAndre Hunter getting eight and a half points and rebounds over Bam. He won that out. DeAndre Hunter's the only hawk that showed up last night. Which mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Um, Thirty-five and eleven, and I had Ja, Pra. Uh, Cat was getting five and a half, but I was like, that's just not a big enough number. And Ja went crazy. 
So hit those slips. Uh, mine says I got to paint it for karma. I still haven't paid. I haven't been back to like fast food. I still haven't paid it for. But now I'm hot. Maybe I can never pay it for. Yeah, you can't change anything. You have to keep whatever yeah. habits you've been doing. You got to keep those habits. That's what I'm saying. I could go and look behind me, and it'd just be like the the hungriest person in the world pulling dimes out of their pocket. I was like, two slips is too hot. <clears throat> just gas it out, baby. Um, so there was that. I don't know if I'll be quite this lucky today. I really hate myself because the draft, I could have won even more if I took Oladipo. Last night was the Oladipo game I missed out on. True. Well, I don't think they didn't have numbers up for him when we did our slips. He For the draft, though, he was like low oh, in the uh, – Yeah, he was yeah. low. And I remember I was like, I should take Oladipo. So he scores all the points. So your stinky team doesn't get him. I didn't take Oladipo. I think I took Tyus Jones. How about Brandon Clark, though? Brandon Clark, though, he... Brandon Clark went crazy. Yeah, it went wasted, absolutely crazy. Wasted with the rest of my stupid team. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... Oh, we, are we jumping right into the, the, the playoff? We ju- we jumping right into our recap? Our, our bus rider talk? Or uh... Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's okay. get it out of the way. Um, okay. I actually, first thing for, I got to do our, our tier recap before oh, even yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. Our tier recaps. Um, not a lot, of, not a whole lot of dissent. Not a whole lot of dissent. Like the main, uh, if you could pull up the the mm-hmm. tiers from our center yep. tier, the main gripes. Uh, this is this is a good looking tier, man. I'm just looking at it again. People wanted a different tier for like Bam, Cat, and Aiton. Then basically like the other three in A tier, which is something like we we discussed, talked through that. Like I I feel good we did it the way we did, but yeah. I'm glad we talked through it for that reason. There was some Brooke Lopez has the man directly beside him in hell. So they should be in a different tier for uh Vucevic. So that's pretty interesting. I said that's I said that's pretty interesting. Um there are like no I don't think we've had a single rocket on this list since like uh Jalen Green. Like Kevin Porter was in hell for two straight tears. There's just no, I don't think we got like a Christian Wood, no Alpi, no. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're just for no Jay Sean Tate. Uh, yeah, no Rockets. And way more people should have been in hell oh, was re- the consensus. Okay. Now, I don't, I don't think it was hell in the sense of our hell. You know what I mean? True. It just in sense of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, Vu- the Vucevic uh, talk is. Still sticking out to me because the Chicago fans were on, some of them were on my head. Some of them see where I'm coming from. I just said what I said here yesterday. I was like, man, if they didn't trade for Vucevic, they would have had Wendell Carter Jr., Franz Wagner, the extra pick, and then all the other stuff they have now. And people said, you know, Vucevic brought in DeMar, which I believe, like, they're both UFC, uh, USC guys. So I believe there was some tie there. But I also don't know where else DeMar DeRozan was going to get $85 million from. Like I'm sure that helped Vucevic helped, but I'm sure the Bulls having $85 million uh, helped. And one, I think they're selling short how good Wendell Carter became after he left the Bulls. Like not a lot of people watch the Magic. Why would you? And also, people sleeping on Franz, man. That that's the main thing I took away. Because I posted that without DeRozan and Vucevic, and people were like this is like a 30-something win team. I was like. Y'all, y'all sleeping on Franz, man. That guy had garbage this year uh, and was doing all right. And the point was, the Bulls, I don't think the Bulls win this first round series. 
but the other way would have more flexibility. It'd basically be a short-term step back. Maybe you don't make the playoffs this year, but you have more flexibility going forward. Going forward, if you pull up the Bulls cap, uh, I think the hoop hype, I just don't – That this is what I'm worried about with the Bulls because it's time to pay Vucevic. And everybody was like, Vucevic stinks, but he brought in DeMar. You can't overpay him, but you got to pay him something because he brought in DeMar. So I don't know what he gets paid. Um, and I had Blocker. Well, I, I oughta, oh, fine. Uh, yeah, give me a break, I'll hoops do it hype. for you, hoops hype. But I'll only do just, it just let's, not, let's not get familiar. Uh, we're looking at their cap list right now. So DeRozan signed next two years. Vucevic going into the last year of his deal. Levine is a free agent as soon as this season is over. Unrestricted, meaning he can walk for nothing. I think he stays. If I, think, I was the Bulls. I think he's gone, honestly. You, you think so? Something tells me I think he's going to get offered more money somewhere else. I think the Bulls, I think the Bulls, they're kind of one of those teams that cheaps out, aren't they? <laughs> or they used to be. Well, the thing is they used to be still owned by the same guy, Reinsdorf, who owns the White Sox. On the Bulls. He's on the Bulls since Jordan. Um, but different front office. So people are saying, you know, it's a different front office. So I was like, I, okay, we'll see. Because Vucevic, 22 million. And the Kate, like the Bulls fans were like, Wendell Carter Jr. stinks, but also Vucevic stinks. And also we're just going to replace him. I'm like, okay, with who? And it was like Nikola Jokic. And I was like, I, okay, y'all have anybody like more attainable like this season, like this offseason? Kim Birch, maybe Thaddeus Young or somebody like that? Uh, they want Gobert. There's a Bulls contingent that wants Gobert, and I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate I it think, at all. Didn't we, when we went through the putting our putting Rudy Gobert in a new home, mm-hmm. I think that was one of our spots. That was definitely one. And it if they can turn, I don't even know, Vucevic, Kobe White, and I don't know, pick or whatever. I don't even know what else they had. If the Jazz want some, uh, some Alize Johnson, some Marco, yeah, <laughs> some uh, some Malcolm Hill off the bench. If you can get him interested in that, um, I do like because if you just swap Vucevic and Gobert, things make a lot more sense. I like that core a lot more. But one, it takes Utah to do that, and two, this summer Vucevic gonna be wanting an extension. These guys ain't really they're. If it goes to like free agency, it's probably something went wrong. These guys want the extension now. Um, so he'll get paid. I think he'll get paid something. Levine, where do you think Levine go or, or looks to? Because I, th- I think they'll offer him the max, whether he takes it. And that, that's the risk of, of unrestricted free agency. He, they can offer him whatever he wants. He's at a point where he can just say no. And he don't have to agree to a sign and trade. He don't have to agree to nothing. He can just bounce. So where, uh, where do we think Levine, or Levine ends up? Uh, it's, it, I don't know. It's hard for me to say because I don't really know basketball like that. But I always, I always say the Knicks, you know, the Knicks always want that, that big splash. And I feel like he, he's a big city guy, you know, he wants to play in a big city like Chicago's kind of like it, but not really for basketball. Well, that's the, the case is like they're trying to get that. I think it's the third biggest market in the country. And it's like, 
okay, why? Like it's all New York, LA, New York, LA. Why has Chicago been excluded for so long? And it's like, because they were mid for a lot of it. Right. That's kind of what it was. Now they had the Derrick Rose run. Injuries can't really help that. Moved on early from Butler. In hindsight, probably a little too soon from Butler. Like he still clearly just had more gas left in the tank. And now they're trying to get back, I think, to that respectability. Like, let's make the playoffs a couple of years in a row so that when Jokic is a free agent, we can get a meeting. Now, the GM in Chicago, I th- he worked in, he might have drafted Jokic, but he definitely, like, worked there. So there is a tie. It's not, you know, something crazy, but I don't know. Jokic, that's pipe dreams. Gobert, I think Gobert is attainable. I think they could do go bear, especially depending on how this jazz series um, ends up. But pull, if you pull up the camera, if I centered and a player comparison between Carter Jr. and Vucevic. Um, yeah, I think that because it's a like I, I get Bulls fan to like it's one thing to say Window Carter wouldn't have been as good in Chicago because he wasn't. I think that's fair. And I also think it's fair to admit he's become a much better player now. Now he did it for a team where it stinks. Maybe it doesn't matter. Um, he also for only this se- Yeah, perfect. So we're looking at, let's see, Wendell Carter shoots better from two, shoots better from three. Free throw line, Vucevic is better, but Wendell Carter shooting twice as many. Um, he's at 15, 11, three assists. Vucevic at 18, 11, three assists. Um, Give me the advanced. Kyle's in here. Kyle said no shot. I think Kyle's a Denver fan, if I were to guess. Um, Higher true shooting. Took more threes. Made more threes. Got to the free throw line more. Rebound rate is identical. Assist rate, identical. Um, Window Carter, like, Vooch has the best, like, steal and block numbers, but I think we can agree Window Carter's the better defender overall. Um... So again, if you want to say yeah, he wouldn't have did this in Chicago, I think that's fair. But he's turned into a better player, and he's going to be making I think thirteen million a year for the next three or four. And now it's time to pay Vucevic. He's not going. He, I brought in DeRozan. I'm not taking a haircut. He's thirty one. This is his last big deal. Ain't no uh, no hometown discount over here. And then more important, more importantly, the Franz business, man. Franz, Levine, and DeRozan is tough business, man. He could use a haircut, though. Vooch? Yeah. Look at that. Come on. It's he's gonna be a uh, portal for today. <laughs> like I know that I, <laughs> I know that bird's nest anywhere. Um, the trade show that they're willing to make the big move to win now. Yeah, they're trying to be. I, see, that's the thing. It's not win now because even as as well as they were playing, I, there were still always doubts about this team. Franz rookie year, uh, 51% from two, 35% from three, five boards, three assists. Like if you, he and Pat Williams would basically kind of swap out the four minutes. Um, and I also say this, somebody, I'm not completely out on the board. Like they really just weren't healthy. If they just say they get healthy with Pat Williams and Lonzo and just run it back. I don't hate that because they were kicking ass. Oh, it's Wagner. So, it's not. Oh, yeah, Franz, Franz and, and his brother, Moritz. Yeah, Moritz Wagner. Moritz Wagner. Um, I got to say, Wagner is much stronger. His Instagram is Franz Weasley. Is that a Click Harry on. Potter thing? 
I was thinking uh probably. I was thinking something that was not Harry Potter. Let's see what the hell Franz Wagner be up to on the gram. Nothing much. Nothing good. Nothing. Picture him and the family. You can win yeah. tickets to the men's final four with he and Tim Hardaway Jr. Through Dove Soap. Yeah, Dove Soap. Um, let's get these tickets. Let's go. Yeah, let's uh, let's lock it in. Side with uh, Tim Hardaway. Let's lock it in. Connor says they're better without Levine. I also, I'm not sure Levine's been healthy this entire year. No, his knee is wrecked. Yeah, so I feel like it was kind of a he was in and out, but I think he had a COVID battle too. But it's like he had to come back, or they were going to like slide out of the playoffs. So I'm willing to see him get healthy. Liam says, not sure how in he is on Pat Williams. It's a tough scene for you to miss, I don't know, 70 games, play like 10 at the end of the year. And for your troubles, you get to see Giannis in the first round. So I don't – give me Pat Williams' uh, game long if you can because he's still 20 years old. I, I'm too hasty by far. Do we want a career or like playoffs? Uh, just for the, just for this year, just 2021, 22. Okay. Because that should so um them both. When was his last his last game? Hey, they don't want you to give the takes. I think we back. We gonna see. Uh, we back for now. Anyways, where were we? Um, oh, we were just pulling up Patrick Williams's game log. Here, aha, the Pat Williams agenda. Um, and you really threw me out into deep waters here because I don't know a single thing about this guy. So yeah. I, I was like, oh, brother. Yeah, and I was all like, let's take a break. Because the thing I wanted to see, <laughs> what was the last game he played before all the like inactives, before he got, I think he heard it. Oh, here we go. Because he missed a lot of time. Last game he played was October 28th. Okay, and then he played again. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. He played again March. So he missed a good five months. Came back for, I don't know, 10 games or so. Like, had a really good last game. And then scroll down. Does that have his playoff numbers? Yes. There we go. And then playoffs. Hasn't been going. I mean, two good games, two bad games. It's his first playoff experience. I get it. And, again, it's against Giannis. Like, I don't think they were going to win this series regardless. So, I'm not – I'll say all that to say I'm not out on Pat. I don't think we've seen enough to be out on him yet. I'm more than willing to give him a chance to get healthy. The the one bad game he had was the one I bet on him. So. Ooh, so okay, so this might be a Pat Williams might be great, man. This might be a scoop thing. This is awful, dude. Let's we could look at every game log and it'll just be yep, bet on this guy. Oh, this guy There's... scored zero points for the first time oh, in his career. Free. Oh man, basketball reference idea. Okay, so they do. They got the thing where they want you to like log in. You can compare like ten players at a time if you pay for it. Mm-hmm. they should give me if i pay i should get an option i can put a star on a guy like oh let me look back to oh i'll put some action on pat williams april 5th oh he stunk it up oh brother it's like a pink star or something they have that on little... underdog they have the oh, star if you the look fa- yeah. here's the thing this is where i messed up i did all my favorites i was like oh i'll do the kentucky players so their props pop up and then i take them like a dummy <laughs> Like a stupid, stupid sin. Um, the one thing I need, I, yeah, I need to go for that night. Uh, I, I want, I want them to put like a, a little birthday, a birthday cake. If it's a player's oh, birthday, like I will take the birthday that. game every single oh, time God. I see I'm, it. I'm taking birthday cake, a red R for revenge game. Yeah, like this guy was traded. Um. A red flag on is like, hey, 
Scoob, you took Tyler Harrell Tuesday five straight times and you went 0 for 5. There's just a little red flag. There's a little red flag. But for me, it'd be like, hey, Dorian Finney-Smith, 11 and a half. Green flag. He's hit that five out of your last seven plays, Trilly. Free idea. Something to consider. And speaking of free idea, yesterday, Aaron Judge hit a home run on his birthday. Thank you to uh, – I think she watches the stream, Tori. Thank you. Oh, yes. Yeah, now Tori put – I didn't get my slip. I mean, I was too busy winning multiple, multiple other slips. Uh, okay. But Tori did. I wish we had that information. But that's why we we need the birthday cake now more than ever. I would have won then if I had it. If I had that information an hour sooner, but it's okay. It's okay. But yep. oh, on yep, Andre's on hometown, a little house. It was like, oh, he's Ooh. back in the hometown. Yeah. Little baby emoji. Um, but we have a birthday today. It is um, Corey Seager's birthday of the Texas Rangers. Ooh. So. Something to keep in mind. I think I want to keep it in mind right now because I'll forget it later. Oh man! Uh, All right, I gotta, I gotta pull up my, I gotta, I gotta, I'm putting it, I'm putting it in. I will say, yeah, you gotta get all the, all the, uh, clean the crime scene up. Yeah, I gotta. Boom! There's a lot of red over there. I gotta press the, uh, the green button. This is nasty <laughs> business. <laughs> you just press the correct. Sl- okay, so I'm looking up Corey Seager. He he just changed teams. Where's he play now? Uh, I think he's on the Colorado. Texas Rangers. Rangers, that sounds right. Yes. Yes. Eager. If yes. I was Corey, I should have searched for this, but I'll never search for things. Um, okay, it got me. I'm going to search for it. So it's his birthday today? Yes, it's his birthday okay. today. One and a half total bases, Texas versus Houston. Had a single day before. Two singles before that. You got to get some birthday love. Give me the over. That's right. Yeah, give me the over. Um, All right, I'm almost, I'm almost ready. No, yeah, he's still he's scrolling through the bad slips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, I, this is pitiful. This is pitiful. This uh, is, here okay. we are. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting me some. Pick. I got to tie it with one. We won't do our pick picks yet, but I do got to tie this Seeger um, to something. Oh, you know what? The lock of all locks. Giannis's rebounds. Oh, yeah. He just wants some. He just, like, he had seven one game, but, uh, unless they like blow him out tonight. Like, he only played 29 minutes the one game. Um, actually, no, I'll take his fantasy points. He's at 74, 39, 64, and his fantasy points are at 57 right now. Closeout game, going to over. Yeah, Chad is right. I said I wasn't going to do any slips tonight, and here I am. Come on, just one, baby. Come on. That, Chad don't want you to have fun, man. That's what it is. I don't know. Don't I don't I don't think when I was watching CJ McCollum <laughs> last night, it was, I don't know, man. That was, that was, that was. It was aggravating. Yeah, um, just clank, clank, <laughs> clank. You need, you need one assist. He's pulling up from the logo. Like, come on, bro. What am I watching? It was tough. Um, I gotta, I gotta what, find a rivals what, 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 or something. Yeah, what are you looking at? I, I think rivals is your play, man. Yeah, that's where I've been having some some success. Let, let's find your good rivals to put that Seeger birthday boy bet with. Um, yeah, there's only two games tonight, so we're not gonna do a draft, are we? Um, nah, not for two yeah. games. It's it's more fun with three. Um, DeRozan, this PRA 
I kind of like DeRozan. Okay, on another slip, I'm doing DeRozan plus 12 and a half over just in case Giannis does just – they just run him out. He just doesn't play a lot. Uh, I'll take DeRozan the 12 and a half. And yeah, that's too much. I don't, I don't, I can't bet it. I can't bet for or against, or or against my own team, not for or against my own team. Yes, you can. No, that's you, how you get off the school. What about Andrew Wiggins? More three pointers made than Jokic. We know Jokic is just, Ooh, I, he's hit a couple as of late. Oh, he has. Oh man. Yeah. He's not shooting like 10%. Any, I think he's shooting like 30, like not great, but, not like ten percent, not like it was. Okay, That's which bugged. whichever whichever side you take a three pointers made, Jokic or Wiggins, I'll take the other side. Which one are you feeling? Oh man, I'm taking the other side. Whichever side you take. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Jokic. I will begrudgingly take Andrew Wiggins. Oh, this is ugly. It's I'm locking that in. That's a little two piece. Um, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, this is actually terrible. Lock man, lock that in and get it off. Get it off my screen, man. Oh, I don't even. I'm coming back to this later. I can't even <laughs> lock this in right now. He can't even finish his dinner. No. Um. But yeah, that's enough Bulls window Carter talk. Um. Yeah, which game do we jump into last night? Oh. Um, do we want to get the, the? Can we get the Hawks pack out of the way? I just this ain't even a fear thing. I just want to get that out of the way. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I mean, I, I'm holy sh- smoke. I'm sure you're ready for this. So, oh my god, I've been ready. So it's just the most mid team. Here we go. I've ever seen. Um, and yesterday was no Jimmy know, team, Butler, and they still lose. A, no Kyle Lowry, no Jimmy Butler. It was a team that was ready for vacation. Mm-hmm. A team that was ready for vacation. And I know they were ready for vacation. Everybody except DeAndre Hunter. Give me the Hawks box score if you can. Um, Bogdanovich did not play again. So no, no, but they didn't have Jimmy Butler. We didn't have Bogdanovich or Gorgie Dang. So I, I didn't hear the Hawks crying. I didn't hear any Hawks belly aching. That's true. No Gorgie um, Dang. That changes no, everything. Yeah. Um, no, DeAndre Hunter was the only one that showed up. Thirty-five and eleven. Trey two for twelve. Finished with more, I think, turnovers than buckets. Um, for the series, just. Out, not a good performance. And then the last two, this is how I know they was really ready uh, to go home. It was a 13, I think they were down 13, 12 or 13 in the fourth quarter. Hawks cut it to three, chipped it away, chipped it away, chipped it away, got it to three with eight seconds left. Eight seconds left, they need a three to tie. Gallinari gets it, dribbles in and takes the worst like 15 footer I've ever seen. <laughs> Misses it. They get the, it was some type of review. I think the Hawks got the rebound, got it back. Three seconds left. Gallinari immediately runs to the corner with one defender on and kind of just waits for the second defender to trap him. Like, sees him coming. It was like, yeah, no. Right there. Once he's trapped, uh, 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 just throws up some garbage. Time runs out. The season's over. I was like, these guys are, Gallo got a flight to catch, man. He got to be in a Belize tonight. Um, it's going back to Italy. Yeah, he he's going uh, going to get him a nice pizza pie or something because he was not trying to play no basketball yesterday. That was nasty. His nickname is the Rooster. That's right. I always call him the Rooster. 
everyone does. Um, his nick, listen, his nickname is Danilo Gallinari. His name is the rooster. <laughs> um, Clint Capel, they went on a run. I didn't want to point it out, but they went on a bit of a run when Okongu came in, plus 12 in his minutes, minus 16 in Clint Capella's. Makes you think. Um, but now I'm glad this Hawks season, though, it was not a good team. Something, something got to be different. Like I, I said online, I said Trey can stay, Hunter can stay, a Kongu can stay, everybody else can be discussed. Literally every other person. And it was anytime I do that, people do like that. They throw on like even Bogdan, even him. He went over, I think, oh for eight, game one, one for seven, like game four. He can go two. Now he had, he, I think, he had a really good game two or three, right? Like it's not his fault. But we talking about like keepers, keepers. Herder's gonna have to be some trade bait. John Collins has been on the trade block for like two years. Like, got signed. I feel like he signed that deal to be traded. Capella, uh, you love talking uh, about him. He got. He must go. Click Capella. Let me see his contract because I know it's some garbage too. Let's see. Um, Show me. Swiss, I think it's like, you hate the Swiss. What does the Swiss one. ever do to you? Just one. <laughs> just one. Um, Capella, seventeen million this year, eighteen the following year, twenty the following year, twenty-two the following year. Um, A lot of money for some Clint Capella. That's what Vucevic about to get while people while the Bulls fans laughing. Um, he can go, man. He can go. And I said, people are like, uh, you're not going to get, like, if you don't trade the Hawks good stuff, you're not going to get good stuff back. I said, man, we ain't got to get good stuff back. We got to get something different back because this is not working. This is just not working. And they need a second. St- I've heard a lot of Donovan Mitchell talk, and I can't, I can't tell if people are just trying to fuck with me or if they're really hearing this. Because Donovan Mitchell and a Trey Young back, that would be the worst defensive backcourt of all time. Like yeah. you're gonna fit. You're, we need Trey Young. We gotta get Trey Young some help. Let's get him another six-one guy that doesn't defend, and is not as good of a shooter or passer. Sick, love that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll, again, when we fix the Hawks one day, I wrote like Miles Bridges is restricted free agent. I would throw the max at him. I think it'll get matched, but I would throw the max at him. And if the if and when they match that, maybe some Gordon Hayward action. Which is nasty to even think about. Um, uh, you don't want to. You don't want to root for that. Come on, man. I don't want to watch this though. I don't want to watch this no more in my life, school. You, you, if I gotta watch the, if I gotta watch the Kevin Herter, uh, Trey Young, Capel, just, just run around like chickens with their head cut off on defense, man. I'm gonna cut my head off if I got to watch it anymore. Delon Wright's playing 31 minutes in a pivotal game. I can't take it no more. Um, ooh, Zach Levine. Ooh, Zach Levine, better shooter than Mitchell. I think better defender though. Neither one of them's that, but at least you're both of your guys aren't like six foot one. Um, I thought about either Cam Johnson or Aiton. The Suns are not going to pay everybody. Mitchell's paid. Uh, uh, Booker's paid. Paul is paid. Mikael Bridges just got paid. It's time to pay Aiton, and right after that, it's time to pay Cam Johnson. So, 
I try for one of those guys. Siakam, I wonder if I mean if they come back from this, from this lead, there's no way I don't think. But Siakam, I think is interesting. Randall, like Christian Wood, like you're trading for somebody else's problems. You know what I mean? Like you're, there's no ideal match for like trade and like Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's who I want. I think we should just trade for Jalen Brown. But that's, until then, that's an easy task. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Herder, Bogdanovich, and a first round pick. Um, I think Christian Wood. I don't hate Christian, but again, like Christian Wood, allegedly a prickly character. Trey, allegedly a prickly character. Uh, maybe they'd be prickly together. Um, but I, yeah, Rand, like Shea Gilgis, if OKC is just like he's too, he's 24, he's just much too old for us. Um, but I don't know. Because it's gonna if you're gonna have Trey, I think you're gonna have to look at somewhat of the Celtics. Like nobody in the Celtics, like top eight, is worse than like a, a an above average defender. Like that's just if you're getting minutes on that team, you got to be at least above average. And if you're gonna have Trey, I think you're gonna have to do that too. Like it can't. You're gonna need like some you know ball handlers, shot creators for sure. But it just can't be like Collins is a fine defender, but you need plus Herder, You need a plus defender. Capella can defend kind of one style. A Kongu, I think, can defend that style. Gallinari, I, he should just stay in Miami and never play for the Hawks again. Um, and again, it's easier said than done finding all these guys, but they've tried kind of like the multiple bolt, uh, ball handler thing, but no secondary star. As long as Trey is out there, you're gonna have to compar- like cover for him on defense to some extent. It can't be Donovan. It can't be somebody that's not playing some kind of defense. Um, Orchard Chamber. Hey, listen, bring them on. I don't, are they gonna have enough minutes? They're about to have another high pick. Shea and Giddy and Dort and Darius Basley. Something's got to give for Oklahoma City. Who's to say they don't come off of? Uh, Shea Gilders Alexander. Stephen, how about one for six Matisse? Listen, we already got offensive Matisse. Gallinari. And even he don't even do the make the shot thing no more. Um, I don't know. Fixing the Hawks is going to be a tall task. I've even heard some... T- I'll, ask, I'll ask Chad and you this, Scoop. Is there any case for Trey Young being the one they trade? Uh, I mean... It doesn't feel like we already saw their ceiling last year. Like, this team's, you know? This particular team, I agree. That's why it's like something got to change. Like, I've seen it's like, Trey got to go. He didn't play. I get it. One, this, like, trading Trey would assume that the Hawks are going to make the rest of the right decisions, right, to do, like, winning. Not everybody wins. You just want, you want to have some fun while you're watching the team, right? Mm-hmm. There's no shame in the Hawks losing to the Heat. Two for twelve and more turnovers than point. That's not fun. Like that's where that's where it's like, hey, something got to shake. I do not think the I, like I would not trade Trey. Like admitting his flaws and all that. I just don't think that's how you you get a fun guy in the building last year. He has a bad year where he dragged this team to the playoffs and then you trade him. Um, I don't think that's how you uh, build the floor. It's a trade, a ceiling raise, you need a floor raise. I don't hate that either because looking at this team, they, they shouldn't have been in the playoffs outside of Trey. So that's why it's like, I, it's very not fair to knock him for 
that he got there and the whole plan was to shut him down because nobody else could would consistently show up and that's what happened so something got to shake but lord i'm glad that series is over um on the miami do we know about butler and lowry like uh, i imagine butler was kind of taking some time off because that series was in the bag but do we what's the day-to-day on like him or lowry so i think we're gonna have to look it up Let's see here. But the last I saw, Jimmy Butler had, like, right knee inflammation. Um, a thing that goes away. Um, yeah, but I think that's a thing, like, he's he deals with, he's dealt with all season. You know, like, he's... Yeah. Like, Nothing new. Yeah. Um. So, and, and that's why I thought, I was like, this was probably, if it was game seven, I bet he would have played. But it was right. game five. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like he'll be fine. Lowry, though, I don't... Do we know any because he's been in and out of the lineup all year, like for you know, some personal things, you know, different. I think this one's like physical injury. And do we have a day to day? Yeah, maybe he would have played if it was game seven. I think they would just realize, like, we don't come on, man. Yeah, I think like they, yeah. they could have afforded to drop this game and been just fine, you know. Yeah, they're saying okay, Lowry's got hamstring. I knew I thought it was something, I was thinking knee, leg, something, so hamstring. Yeah, it's not like they just wanted a couple extra days because they played the winner of Toronto Philly. So if that game goes to seven, you might be looking at getting like a whole week of rest for Kyle Lowry, you know, four, five, six days of rest for Butler. So I get it. Um, good. I, I, mm, this Hawk, I cannot wait. We might go in alphabetical order. I cannot wait to tear the Hawks up and just trade for everybody that no one likes. Um, talk a little bus riding. Talk some bus driving, bus riding talk. Uh, the Barkley and Katie kerfuffle. Oh yeah, I totally missed what that was about. Like, uh, it was, I, I'm sure it started inside the NBA. It came down to, I think Barkley said something along the lines of like, like Kevin Durant has two rings but he was the bus rider, not the bus driver, right? Like he joined the good team. So he was riding the bus, not driving the bus. And then it was <laughs> looking at NBA on TNT's uh, social media. Then it turned to, I, I don't know what KD said back. I think that might've been when he posted on his Instagram, he posted a picture of Barkley, uh, Clyde Drexler, and Hakeem mm-hmm. in Houston. And the pictures of Barkley with his Philly teammates when he was younger. And (laughs) Barkley was like, I don't know why you post me with those old guys. Like, I don't (laughs) I don't know what that was supposed to prove. But it turned into it was like, hey, Chuck's like, I drove the bus. We couldn't get to the mountaintop. Katie's like, I got there. And Chuck's like, I know, but you were a bus rider, not a bus driver. And I just got to know when this flipped. Like, I feel like the whole point feel like it used to be you just wanted to be on the bus, right? It was like, was was the guy a winner or was he not? Now it's right. like, was he drive? Was he, I mean, was he cleaning the tires on the bus? Was he changing the oil? What did he do? So now they end up giving Charles Barkley uh, his own bus. Um, he ran through a gate, like broke the, <laughs> broke the gate in the bus, and they photoshopped Kevin Durant's picture on the bus. So, uh... It's a tough, it's just, I, I don't think, Barkley's taking his medicine on this. Like, I just don't think he can be hurt with stuff like that. 
Like you're not gonna post a picture of him old with Hakeem and like he's very self-aware I, of like yeah self. That's what I think it's. Uh, you're not gonna tell him any joke he hadn't. You know what I'm saying? Told himself over the last thirty years. Right. Coping with it. He's taking his medicine. I think he's legit fine with it now. Um, and again, he did. He went from Philly to Fe- I think Phoenix had won fifty games. And he asked for a trade there. And then when the Rockets had won two championships and I think beat Barkley on the way there, he asked for the trade there. It, it's fine. Like I don't. Know, it turned into like ring chasing. Now it's like bus riding is the bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. Know, I feel like it did used to just be. Uh, ah, you just had to be on the bus. Also, says Chuck's Chuck's over. Not. I think he's been over it, dude. Like I agree, hundred percent. I think he's been over it for twenty five years. Like. He gets paid, like, millions of dollars to, like, bully Shaq and get bullied by Shaq. Like, <laughs> to crack jokes. To crack jokes with his friends. Right. Um, like, he, he has, like, he has nothing to be mad about anymore, you know? It's a thing. I feel like it really hit home for me, like, the more, like, the retired players events I was able to go to. Because I would see all these guys that, like, on Twitter, it's like, you know, Excuse me, so-and-so was, you know, a bust and he stunk and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I get it. But then I look up and I see these guys, they drive really nice cars. They're married to really attractive women. They make a lot of money. They wear nice clothes and they just get to hang and shoot the shit with their friends. And it's like, I'm telling you, man, some people are like, ah, you never rode the bus. Some people are like, like, what? Like I'm playing a whole different. I'm not even worried about that bus, man. I bought the bus. Yeah, I'm. I'm already where I needed mm-hmm. to be. What do I need the bus for? I took the plane. Um, <laughs> right. See the part about all this is that KD was not riding the bus. What that and that's the that's the dispute. Was KD a bus driver because he was the Finals MVP on two championship teams, or was he a bus rider? Because he joined a 73-win team that had already won a championship. And I think my answer is like, who cares? Like, I, people, people clearly care. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I just know when I watched those teams, I thought Kevin Durant was the best player on them. I thought he was the best player on them. And now watching them, I see... Steph Curry really does affect a lot more than I think can be quantified, like through numbers. It was a two, three minute clip the other day of nothing but Steph drawing like two, three, four people and kicking to KD. And he hit those shots. Connor says buses suck. I think it's a decent point. Um, got a, got a poll up. Uh, you want to vote in the YouTube poll now? I said, is KD bus driver or bus rider? Where do you stand, school? Driver or rider? Uh, I'm I'm kind of guy. I don't think there is a bus, <laughs> <laughs> sir. There's clearly a bus. You will acknowledge the bus and tell me who's driving it. No, I'm I'm like I'm pretty sure all the guys have their own choice of car, and then they take a team plane together. Like I can't stop thinking about it like that. Like that's nope. what happens. Like nope, not on not on the bus to Title Town, baby. Not a, you check your you check your Maserati at the door when you get on. You leave your keys with Jack uh, Jack McKinney at the front seat, um, and you when you get on the bus you check into Title Town, baby. Um, I don't know if I would trust Kevin Durant to drive a bus full of people. 
that's the and that's the argument that he was. It's like when you see when Kevin Durant drives the bus, they blow a three one lead in Oklahoma City. When he drives the bus, you get this whole Brooklyn net <laughs> debacle uh, situation. Three years, one playoff series. That's with KD driving the bus. KD's K. If I was, don't let me ever speak for KD, a man that has never needed someone to speak for him less. Um, KD's case is, I drive the bus wherever I go because I'm Kevin Durant, right? I drove it in Oklahoma City. We didn't win. I drove it in Golden State. We did win. I'm driving it now. We didn't win. I think he always thinks he was the driver. What's the uh, what's say chat? Uh, Hinkleman says he's voting Ryder just just to hate. I, I respect the honesty. It it was it was about seventy percent driver, but now it's starting to even out. We've got fifty three percent driver, forty seven percent rider. Ooh, so. we'll leave it up a little minute more. See, uh, stay in line, people. Make your voice. Yeah, no, heard. listen, stay in line. You can, you must, you will vote in this poll. Um, I don't. I just really do want to know when it changed, man. It, it. I feel like it. I feel like I'm taking crazy, but maybe it's just old man pills. It's like it did used to be like, were you on the bus? Right. right. It was like we didn't need to point out Michael Jordan drove the bus. He clearly drove the bus. But the point was he was on like he points to six rings, not six finals MVPs. He points to six rings. That's you was on the bus. He happens to have six finals MVPs uh, because he was the best bus driver ever. But now it's just like I. KD was like, I'm driving this, but I'm working 20 hour. I'm driving 20 hour shifts. I'm not getting a lot of help. I want to go somewhere where I can drive the bus for two hours. Steph can drive it for two hours. Clay can drive it for two hours. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, well, you're no longer a bus driver, sir. You were riding. What? But I was driving in the finals, but you were riding on the way there. So it, I don't. I don't know. If I ever meet Andre Iguodala in real life, calling him the bus rider, that's it. Andre, he got, you, you he's got the, the finals. Bus? He's got the finals MVP. He would say, "Sir, I am the driver." Shoot, ah oh, man. See, I forgot. Ah, oh, okay. Who else? Who has has Draymond won Finals MVP? Uh, no. Up in the Steph years, they have three rings. Iguodala won the first Finals MVP. Durant won the second one. Durant won the third one. Steph does not have a Finals MVP. Clay does not have one. Draymond does not have one. Oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Draymond, you know, buddy, you were just riding that bus, man. You didn't drive it. That's if you're Draymond. I think Draymond's like I know Draymond's like I'm not a bus driver. I fix windows, right? Like I, I do one. I'm a tire guy. <laughs> I don't need to drive. If if I'm driving the bus, we're going to hell. I can't but drive. I, can I was putting the yeah. tires on. <laughs> yeah, but I can change the quickest tire in the world. And he's the best tire change sale. Just like Clay. Clay is like, hey man, I'm not I'm not driving any bus, man. I'm just here to uh I get everybody drinks while you're on the bus. If I'm here, it's a good thing. If I don't show up, nobody really notices, right? You don't you don't miss those peanuts, you know what I mean? I think um, uh, Jarrett Taft is right. Is Steph a rider? I think Steph is the bus rider here. I really do. Like, I mean, he's good as hell. He's like all time shooter. But 
he's he's just like he's just there you know <laughs> like he he's sort of like someone in chat said before that the hawks should do what the warriors did with steph where you surround him with everyone else who is hall of fame talent yes yeah. yes I, I agree i 100 percent think the hawks should surround trey young with clay thompson draymond green if it and the like hey it would be some teams it's easy i see grumps it was 80 the driver for the bubble championship see i don't i i think lebron drove ad was ad was co-driver like lebron's like hey man i need a couple hours of rest and ad was like i got you and when you're, and maybe that's what Katie and Steph did. It's like, I, hey man, I need some, I just need a couple hours of shutout. I'll be good to go. Um, and then Steph woke up and was like, okay, I'm good to drive. And Katie was like, I got a couple more hours. In. Like, I, I'm not tired. Um, so him, Katie may have been better than Steph, but Steph was indisputably the driver. I feel like in this case, <laughs> the bus exists because of Steph. Steph's the company. Right. Steph like Steph is the whole Steph is uh whatever brand of bus. And so sometimes it's like all this exists because of me. And they're like, sometimes you gotta drive the bus too. And he's like, Okay. Sometimes hey, sometimes hey, head employee, I gotta drive the bus. But don't ever forget, even when I'm even when I'm, you know, catching some shut eye, I'm the bus. I'm the whole bus. Um now, Show, a bus now, driver for every championship. <laughs> Jared is now saying they said that for the joke. They weren't being serious. So when they're Aww. when they say when Chad says stuff, not serious. That's the thing. When we say stuff, we're dead serious. When Chad says it, we're serious. Um, yeah. Those are the rules. We don't know yeah. ball, but they weren't serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steph, like Steph is just Greyhound. Steph is just mega bus. Like Steph is the infrastructure. Um. It's like, like I think it's a Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, they won five rings. The first one they won, David Robinson was still making like all-star. But I think Duncan was probably the driver. But the reason it worked was because as it went on, I don't think Duncan cared about who was driving. And I think that's why Steph works. Because it's a thing where, like, <laughs> I love Russ, but Russell West was like, I'm, the, I'm driving this. But it's like, Russ, man, you're kind of sleepy. You're, uh... <laughs> You know, you're kind of you're kind of swerving over there, buddy. And Russ is like, I'm fine. I'll drive this bus. Um, I just don't think. Yeah, Steph is like, oh, okay. Steph came back and somebody was driving it. Jordan Poole was just driving the bus and Steph was like, sick. I'm going to sit. And he didn't say, who, who, who's this kid driving the bus, man? I need to drive this bus. Steph said, hell yeah, another driver on the bus. Right on, brother. Um, I don't know. I don't know, um, but I do think bus riding versus bus driving has replaced like ring chasing. Like ring chasing is tired. Bus riding is wired, baby. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's all about hey, who who was riding the bus, man? Because you move the goalposts there, you don't really need results. You can just say, hey, well, I was driving on the way to it. And we there's a there's a road had spike. A flat tire. Yeah, just hit the yeah, tire. Had a, what could you do? Ran out of gas. And it's like, right, but Russell Westbrook, you said you were going to get gas in the car. Um, he's like, I got to drive it and maintain it, too. And it's like, you won't let anybody else do anything in the bus. Um, it was Frank Vogel's job to fill up the car with the gas. Look where <laughs> we are. He's got no job, so it was his fault. It was, it was Frank Vogel's job to fill up the bus with gas, only they, like, at the gas station. 
It was only like uh, it was only water. He's like, y'all don't have any gas. Like, y'all don't have no like no unleaded nothing. He's like, we have water. You got to make do. And they said, Frank Vogel, you could not drive this bus. He said, I didn't have any gas. There was no gas. You gave me no gas money. And now he's out. He's hitchhiking Frank. Uh, It'll be fine. Listen, he's going to get paid out this year. He'll probably do TV next year and probably be coaching the Detroit Pistons the year after that. He's doing lovely. Might go to college. Um, Seems like a kind of guy who could have a good college uh, run with the NIL Villanova. Stuff. Oh, man. Frankie Vogel it shows off that championship ring like apparently Pat Riley does to just everybody he meets. That's um, right. Hmm. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's do a little poidal. Let's do a little point. No literal today. I ain't got it in me, man. I'm just yeah. saying, I don't. Mm-mm. Nope. We might take a little literal got to be spontaneous. Um, do some portal. Our NBA player guessing game. Um, yesterday was, was it Tobias yesterday? Yeah. Tobias yesterday. They were a tough one. Um, today, you want to jump us off? Doing Vucevic. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Person is shorter than 6'10", slightly. This per- Western Conference, Ford Center, I'm guessing. 6'9", younger than 31, jersey number over 9. So Western Conference, Ford Center, Brandon Ingram. Yes, West. Okay. Um, person's exactly six foot nine. Okay, jersey number. We got between nine and fourteen. That's won't help us at all, but we did narrow narrowed it down. Center or forward. I'm guessing forward center. Exactly six nine in the West. Who you got? Um, I'm not sure. Six, six foot nine in the West. No. It, oh. It's uh Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Maybe. Maybe. I think he wears Go number eleven, right? I was like, I couldn't tell you the number. Oh, he's uh, fifty. My 50. bad. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. No, we got the got the division though. Got the division. So Northwest, we're thinking Portland. We're thinking. Is that Minnesota? Yeah, I think so. The Minnesota. Okay. Somebody Minnesota six nine. Uh, Naz Reed. He's always my first guy, so it'd be very fun. Oh my oh! god! <laughs> it's Nasri. <laughs> this was the you should have went. This was the first time in like two weeks I didn't do Nasri for the first guess. And then they, this is this is why I'm telling you, school. You're right now. You are the meme of the guy hitting the diamonds or hitting the rocks. <laughs> He's close to the diamonds. He said, "I'm walking." Way. no more slips for april and i say no brother there's good slip good good slips in them yarn heels is what i say nasri how about it that's crazy <laughs> all right um let us take a quick five now let's do 10 we had a little technical difficulty let's do 10 um come back we still got a little ball to recap they haven't even touched our news um we got some stuff. So let's take 10. Catch you on the other side. Five-star review wherever you're listening, please. Thumbs up in the chat. Subscribe in the chat so you can join us on the other side. 
and we'll catch you after the break. Hey, welcome back. Hour two. Uh, what do you say, school? We, we we dip into some news. We finish our basketballing. Which uh, which way are you feeling? Uh, I'm 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 ready to go. Whichever way you're ready to go. What what was the end of the poll? I feel like I, what was the poll result? Uh, the end of the poll was fifty four percent uh driver, and I believe it was like forty eight percent the other way or whatever. So majority drive. I think I yeah m- majority driver. I I think I, I would ultimately I think he's a driver. Um, it's one of those things you don't know where you're getting to. I know we're trying to get to. True. Um, but I, I would ultimately lean driver. Um, Jay Wright. I th- me thinks Jay Wright's retirement is gonna be a little short lived. Just a little bit short lived. Um, article says retired Villanova's men basketball coach Jay Wright leaves door open for a possible move to NBA. He might have been running from the grind. He was running to the Lakers. We, 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 I think we had a bad read on. I think um, I, I think <clears throat> I didn't. I say that as a joke. The day he quit, <laughs> I said he was going to go to the Lakers. John. Hey, listen, ha ha! Scoob has inside information. <laughs> um, okay. If I read the article, will you read the quotes like Jay Wright read the quotes? Uh, just read only the Jay Wright parts. Yeah, sure. And either the J Coach J Wright, retired Coach J Wright. All right. Less than a week after retiring as head coach of Villanova, Jay Wright left the head left the door open to someday coaching in the NBA. Appearing Tuesday on ESPN's Keyshawn, J Will, and Max, Wright said he's not looking to coach right now, but added, "I'd be lying if he said he hadn't thought about coaching in the NBA." Not right now. That was something I always thought about. Wright said of his NBA ambitions. My experience with the Olympics kind of scratched that itch. I kind of feel like I did a, a little bit, and I loved coaching those guys. Wright was part of San Antonio coach Greg Popovich's gold medal winning Team USA staff, a group that also included Golden State Warriors coach Steve Kerr and Boston Celtics head coach Ime Yudoka. Right now, I definitely need a break. Wright said Tuesday. Right now, I'm definitely looking forward to this special assistant position at Villanova. But honestly, down the road, I'd be lying. I don't know what I'm going to feel like. Mm-hmm. And scene. Uh, down the road. Okay. Next week, when he's coaching the Philadelphia 76ers. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> oh, that would be great. They just... Doc's going to LA. I think Philly fans would love Philly fans love Jay Wright. Jay uh-huh. Wright is Jay Wright could be the president of Philly. Uh, is Grum still there? I know we had a couple of uh, Philly fans in here. Doc, I know they want Doc Rivers out, but Jay Wright to Philly, the one coach they couldn't boo, it, just too well dressed to boo. Um, how many? What kind of? What kind of years would Jay Wright get from an NBA deal in Philly? Like 10? We oh, think of the 10-year deal that Shaq wants? Oh, God. <laughs> no, he would get... Steve Kerr walked in the door and got, I think it was 5 for 25. At like a mm-hmm. time where people just kind of weren't getting that. I feel like he, he's like, hey, man, 
Like, I, I mean, I walked away from a cash cow, right? So you got to give me a little premium on top of that. A little premium for the NBA. He could probably walk and get himself like five years, like 45. I don't even know what would be ridiculous. I think we saw, what did we look up yesterday? He was at like six at Villanova. I think it was at six, 6.5. I think it'd have yeah. to like five for four. Yeah, I'm going to need at least eight or nine million. Little, little uh, price of the brick growing up. Uh, Oof. A lot Jay of money for Phil- Jay Wright. Yeah, listen, I know, yeah, Rosebud Philly guy, I I don't hate it. Like, I do think Jay Wright is a good coach, and I don't think he does, like, the rah-rah college BS that, like, wouldn't translate. Like, I think he's just a good coach that would, like, talk to them, treat them like men, mm-hmm. uh, and probably do well at it. And yeah, the good news is we'll find out in about two weeks when he's coaching the Pistons. Um, but I would – do we think he takes, like, one summer off, or we think he's back in the saddle? Um – it depends if if one of the really nice I could see Jay Wright like replacing Quinn Snyder in Utah. Oh, uh, see if I'm, I'd rather stay retired. Well, hey, <laughs> I'd, rather stay, I'd rather stay retired. Um, I'll stay at the house. I'm good. Philly, that's just like Villanova. Not a lot of pressure. Seventy sixes. I feel like it kind of is, but again, they kind of. I mean, they want to. Everybody wants to win, of course. But again, they do. They want to compete and be competent. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody really wants. So if Jay Wright wasn't out there just like trying to show down, you know, show Embiid, well, I'm the man. I know you were the man before, but I'm the man. Now. Like any of that dumb shit, which I don't think he would do. I think it could work. Uh, I, I remember, you know can, can we look up Doc Rivers' contract? What yeah. are you um, I remember when Bud was uh, on shaky ground, there were always rumors that Jay Wright was going to coach the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, Jay Wright had, he's, He's been in that mix for a while, and it's – I don't know if he's from the – he might just be the John Calipari school of leverage because um, John Calipari – every year it comes up, and every year John Calipari gets like another $100,000 on his um, – Doc Rivers got – does it say? Five, oh, no, scroll up a little bit. Oh, sorry. Five – no, no, there we go. Five for 40. So if Doc Rivers got five for 40 – yeah, if I'm Jay Wright, I need five for 45. I need me at least nine million. He's never coached the NBA game, but I'd, I'd probably take him before Doc Rivers. Slight unseen. Uh, I love what it says free agent for him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Doc Rivers will definitely be coaching the not 76ers um, shortly. Hey, just like shortly, Mark Emmert will be up out of here. Mm. You talk about some good news. Um I can't wait till they replace him with somebody much worse. Uh, major college news, NCAA president Mark Emmert has announced that he'll step down June of 2023, so next summer. And RIP, Bozo. I feel like I speak for everyone. Uh, got June 2023 on my calendar. Showed up to my biggest haters funeral just to make sure he was dead. Uh, you talk about running from the grind. This is Mark Emmert running from the grind. NIL and transfer portal. This is not my, not my good NCAA. Yeah, he's got all um, the coaches quitting, saying, "Well, we 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 need some rules. We don't know what to do." And he's like, "Well, I'm not going to be the one to tell you what to do." Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, it's a lawless land. So, okay, I'll get ahead of it. I would like to throw my name in the ring for new NCAA president. I don't know what the process is. 
Is it an application? Got to be a part of a cult or a certain frat school. Oh. Oh, I'm willing to lie and say I was. Um, <laughs> what did I get? Like, indeed? It was like, I heard you were trying to uh, ruin the NCAA. Um, what do I tell we you, think this time, turns into? <clears throat> like, who takes over? Do we know? Like, a prospective list already? I, it's going to be somebody. We've never heard it's, of. Yeah, somebody we've never heard of, but like when David Stern retired and Silver took over, it was like Silver's the young, hip guy. He gets the NBA. He's a fan. He's modern. He's smart. And he walked in and he nailed the Donald Sterling situation because he, I mean, they threw him a fastball right down the middle. Uh And he still had to hit it, but come on. Um, He had a smoking gun, got Sterling out of there. And this shit got hard. This shit got hard. So I do wonder... Whoever comes after Mark Emmert will be seen as like the young, hey, I'm trying to work with. Like, yeah, somebody said, RG3 says, uh, NCAA needs a young mind willing to be proactive and problem solving, not always reactionary. Someone who puts an emphasis on innovation in a forever changing college landscape, which is not incorrect. But the person that does that will never run the NCAA. Like, you got to find the the... I don't know, the Democrat to his Republican or vice versa, right? Like they're going to do, they come up in the same system, right? Right. You might get some minor tweaks. Somebody might sell it to you better. Coach, K- oh, dude. Pat, no, no, no. Kick Patty ass out the chat. I don't even want, no. I don't even want that in my brain space. Uh, <clears throat> they should he said Coach, Coach K is going to take run it. All. They should definitely not. Uh, I don't think I'd ever watch college sports again. Out. No, sir. Um, Ooh, Obama's Obama, yes. That that kind of does. Yeah, that's exactly what they're like. Hey, no, he's young and hip, and then he does. He does like ninety two percent of the same shit Mark Emmert does, but he, t- he tweaks it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, he just gets it. Uh, commit Tim Tebow. Yeah, who do we think should replace Mark Emmert? Who should? I replace Mark Emmer. I just don't even know like what kind of resume is required for that, you know. Well, uh, give me Mark Emmer's uh, Wikipedia. Let's see. Uh, we'll, we'll yeah, do our own. We'll do our own research. Oh, we think Coach K retired. Stop saying that, Austin. Austin. Yeah, maybe he knew he had a job. No, he did not. Out. He didn't know anything. Uh, <laughs> look at this guy. He's not even looking at the a, a supermodel. Uh, look at that hair. <clears throat> Superfly Mark Emmer. My haircut, right there. You got to yeah, you <laughs> scoop the new NCAA commissioner. <laughs> Maybe that's why I got the haircut. Um, name the incoming president, twenty ten. So he's been doing this for what? It'll be thirteen years by the time he retires. Okay, so what's it? Is he a law? I'm guessing lawyer. I feel like all these people are lawyers. Um, let's see. Um. Early life and education, ma- uh, masters in public administration. Okay. Uh, Nine tenure. Okay. Professor. Okay. Yeah, he was a poli sci professor. Yuck. Jam's um, ass finna be the new NCAA. Uh, no, okay. So he went straight. So he only he was only in academia. Yeah. So okay. it looks like it's okay. someone that comes from academia usually. Okay, so we see that worked out horribly. So they got to come from, I don't know, uh, 
communications, ISC. Maybe it could be an actor management. like Ronald Reagan. I mean, it, maybe it should just be Ronald Reagan. Um, what do we think? What if uh, Paul Giamatta oh. takes on it? Takes on his hardest role yet. Yes. His, his old man was the commissioner of the MLB. You know, it's true. Maybe he says, "What if we did hire actors?" It's like okay, but you got to get some good writing. It's like, what would a good president do? They would feed the homeless. That is what I will do. That's um, right. Hmm. The middle name's Ellen. That's tough. Ellen Emmert. If he went by Ellen Emmert, I wonder if people would still hate him. Hmm. He needs uh, to. He needs to dye hmm. the hair. Dye the hair black. Say he's going through a goth phase. You guys made me sad with the NIL, and you've got one year to get rid of it, or I'm leaving forever. Or I'm, I'm like so out. Now he just go me. That's what the goth kids go. But M M E M E now, Mark. It's M E now. Black fingernails. Uh, I must be emo. Um, emo Mark Emmer, twenty twenty three. Oh, Mark emo. It was right there, Mark emo. Wait, do you remember uh, the I Must Be Emo song? I don't know, it might have been before your time. No. Has anybody in the chat, it's definitely me showing my age, uh, the I Must Be Emo song? I thought that was a Machine Gun Kelly song. <laughs> Listen, if you thought I ever quoted Machine Gun Kelly, I want you to, I want you to put it right here, right in between my eyes. Put me out of my misery. Did you see what he uh, announced today? No, I've never seen anything that Machine Gun Kelly announced. What did he announce? He announced today's next uh, next album will be rap. He's no longer doing rock music, so he's back to rap music. Thank God. Thank God. Some good news. Uh, <laughs> in this terrible world. Um, anyway. Well, what uh, the Justin Lin business, what's that about? Yeah, so the I guess the guy who's directed uh Fast and the Furious. Okay. Uh he is he's parting ways with the franchise. He's no longer gonna be directing, I believe, what is the final Oh wow. Maybe not the final, but the next installment, but now it might be final. Oh wow, there's no way it's these make way too much money for these to be the final, right? Yeah, th that's true. There's no this will go th there will be fast and furious like Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. Fast and Furious LVI Temple. Um production on the Okay. I think you should do it, school. What's stopping you from why you can't produce Fast and the Furious 11? Well, give me a plot right now. Right now. Okay. <clears throat> well, here's the thing is like when I think of Fast and Furious, I think of like people in the tuner cars trying to steal DVDs. So it doesn't really work <laughs> for me anymore. Like they're like that, that, okay, so be, that you got to update it. Put your spin on it. What are they trying to steal now? Bitcoin? Um Oh, okay. What if they're trying to steal biohazardous <laughs> weapons and yes. the only person that can stop it is Dwayne the Rock Johnson on a dirt bike. Yes. And but the dirt um, bike is also a helicopter. Yes, and it also is like a boat. Like if it hits the water, it can also become a boat. And it has machine um, guns on it. Yes. Um, but so Vin Diesel, who's Vin Diesel in this? 
Or is he? This is your franchise. Don't let me. Well, maybe Ludacris is there. Maybe he's not. Here's maybe, the thing. You know? I don't think Vin Diesel wants to do this franchise anymore. If I recall, he hates The Rock, right? Yeah, him and The Rock they, don't, don't work well together. So I think what we're so gonna good. do, okay, is we're gonna tell Vin Diesel he can beat up The Rock, and we're not gonna tell The Rock that he's gonna get beat up. <laughs> okay, and he's gonna get cold cocked, and that will give Vin <laughs> Diesel the advantage he needs to actually beat up The Rock. Yeah, but do we think Vin Diesel can actually beat up The Rock? I mean, if we let him get one free shot, he might be if able he, to. He's if triple he got X, one, man. Now you're right. Shit. Um, his last name is Diesel, for crying out loud. He would get, I think he could get 10 good shots on The Rock. And I think The Rock would just like uh, cartoon, wind up and like knock him right out of his boots. Uh, right out of his Doc Martin. Um, Okay, so Vin Diesel gets a free. Okay, so but what happens after that? Because you they're fighting in real life because they hate each other, but you got to portray it in the movie that they're fighting over the 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 biohazardous weapons, like the key oh. to the, the storage clock or something like that. You know what I mean? Oh, The Rock doesn't want to do it, but Vin Diesel does. Oh, okay. Oh, well then we need okay. to let The Rock punch Vin Diesel. As I'm saying, yeah. The, I mean, The Rock will wash up Vin Diesel, but That's he has fine. to be involved. Yeah, he he has he must be involved. Um, oh, how do the Rock trying to ruin The Rock yeah. to do the move? Well, it's gonna. Ha- I don't think he. I one hundred percent think The Rock is gonna run for president. I don't know if in twenty twenty four, but soon. We just have to. It's like okay, Rock, you you be in this movie. You are the Fast and the Furious, but we're gonna let you transition out of the blowing stuff up role. Maybe we cut back to him this time. He's like, I don't. I'm, I don't play that game anymore. I'm a public sit. I'm a, a a a public server. He's like the alderman for a city or something. Rock gets to play a little uh, contest his congressman chops. Well, they should have zombies too. Yes. Um, the the Rock can be governor of California, and there's zombies. Oh, they storm the California Capitol. Zombies, z- zombie redditors storm the California Capitol in really bitching cars. <laughs> yes, yes, the zombies know how to drive cars. That's perfect. And then, and the zombies know how to drift. Because, like in every movie, does you always get away from the zombies by running, or you get in a car and drive away? But what if the zombies all have? tuners like really nice <laughs> cars you can't get away every zombie has some souped up shit that the co- one of those like the 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 clock uh the cops see it's going over a certain amount it's like we're not even going to chase you because we can't catch you that's what the zombies have right Ooh, after credit scene of a rock campaign ad that's how we get him in if we let him do his campaign <laughs> ad he'll do anything we say he at the end of like uh, the last scene like the real movie is the destroyed world and it credits and all that. And post scene is him like dumping the last bag into the trash can, like putting the lid on top of it. It's like, this is what a world under me looks like. And a bald eagle sits on his shoulder, Dwayne Johnson. I think the we Rock. just got the Brock elected president. I think we also just made the highest grossing movie of all time. Mark my words, they will do zombies in the Fast and Furious someday. They will. John, look, K Tate sees the vision. Zombies driving cars. I'm trying to. Should it be they can all drive them, 
or they've got like a couple badass ones like the humans do, right? Like they got a like we need the best yeah. zombie. He's like the cool bad boy zombie. They wear leather jackets. Yeah. Yeah. They have cool Flips haircuts. A Flips a coin from time to time. Yeah. Elbows a jukebox. Yeah. He dates the cheerleader on the football team. Uh yeah. So we're slowly turning fast and <laughs> fast and furious into ballers. Yes. Yes. Uh, and the only way to stop the zombies is to attach Elon Musk brain chips on them. That's perfect. I, I think this. I think we just like. I'm glad we got this all on footage. So when somebody does this, we can be like, "Hey, that's patent pending, bitch." Oh, we will um, sue. We will get our like. If if you if you if you can prove that, hey, I had this idea lightly, they'll owe you like twenty five grand. For oh, sure. I want some. I want some M's. I want twenty five grand uh, per minute of the movie. <laughs> um, it was some other some movie news, wasn't it? The uh, was it Spielberg, Stephen Goldberg? Oh no, Avatar? No, yeah, James Cameron. Um, yeah, <laughs> Stephen Goldberg. Um, this is <laughs> this is from NATO Chief. I got some, okay. I got some breaking news before this. This is about Avatar two. Breaking news: I have seen Avatar one. I think that I feel like that's comfortable, a little surprising for the people. So uh, you're gonna love this news. Then it's for you. Talk to me. Okay, Avatar new twos. This is from Barry Hertz, <laughs> uh, NATO chief John Fithian in press session with CinemaCon Media. Just yes. said that James Cam- James Cameron's sequel. Will have more versions than any other movie in history. Uh, IMAX 3D, PLF, high res, high frames per second rate, variable sound systems in 116 languages, etc. What is PLF? <laughs> we we were not sure when we saw this, so let's. Look I don't this know up. what any of these words mean. Um... Let's look this up. Search PLF. I don't know what a single word. They uh, said it was in 3D Max and 2 Plus 2 and 5 7G and Fruit of the Loom. And I w- okay, listen, people are very surprised I've seen this. Not only have I seen Avatar, I saw Avatar in a theater. Wait, okay, now that actually surprised me. See, one, you don't see movies, but you've seen no. Avatar. And two, you yes. don't see movies, but you saw Avatar in a theater. In a theater. Um, that's a little crazy. What year did Avatar come out? That was two. Oh, let me get Avatar came out in two thousand and eight. My guess. Two thousand nine. Damn. Uh, no, because I'm. It was one of those. I was in college, and they used to do like every once like a new movie preview, like at the theater. And Avatar, it was like at the time where it was like, this is the most expensive movie ever. He spent 20 years, rah, rah, rah. Um, yeah, like my, like Avatar was a big deal. Uh, also, no way I didn't fall asleep. No, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, they're blue. But these are black people. So I was in, I, I, I smelled it early. Um, I stayed away. From, I did watch Avatar. Um, and again, visually was just like at the time, We'd probably watch it now and be like, it looks like garbage. But at the time, it was devastating. Like, it was like, I, my eyes not even supposed to see these kind of colors and stuff like that. Um, 
The four sequels are anticipated to be a billion dollars to make. Four? Oh, yeah. We're getting an Avatar every year. But they haven't... But when's this one come out? Um, let's see. NATO is involved in Avatar? (laughs) Yes, so, like, NATO's involved (laughs) in Avatar. What? Because I believe they they use a lot of, like, not easy to get, um, like, uh, what's the word? Technology. Mm. So, like, the underwater technology they're using is actually, like, extremely exclusive, like, extremely brand new stuff. So, Hmm. Big deal. Yeah, no, I see that's I mean that's part of the reason why I watched it like like I would if you're doing some like new stuff like that, yeah, I might would take it because that's one of those that's meant to be seen in a theater. It's just not the same watching it on your TV. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the last movie like that for me was that I've seen enough like probably Black Panther. Like I've seen Black Panther on TV, like replay plenty of times. But just like that's a movie meant. Oh, to be it's seen not. It's the not the actual NATO. It's the National Association of Theater Owners. <laughs> <laughs> but, but look, the technology thing is true. Okay. Technology thing is true. <laughs> we thought it was the uh, the the treaty organization said, guys, this movie is going to be so sick. People might die. You but, have to. You will sign it. They are using like technology from the army and stuff. So. I mean, I definitely believe I'm that. right. That's why um, I thought it was the other NATO. Oh, uh, yeah. So when when is this one projected to come out? Uh, like 10 years? <laughs> 2024, it looks like. Okay. That's not too... No, I would... The thing is, because I don't go to the movie enough, I show up and I'm like, okay, do you want the 3D, the LMAX, the 52, the 75, the PLF, the high-res? I'm like, I, uh, I the ticket, the... Uh, Popcorn, please. Like I don't, I don't know which one to ask for. I don't think we don't like 3D, do we? No, I don't like. I don't 3D. think we like. 3D. I'm at. I'm at. I've, I've seen. I don't know something. I'm at. We're fine. We're, we're good with. I, I don't know what's PLF again. I don't know what PLF high res, high frames per second, variable like variable sound systems, whatever. But I don't it, know what those it, couple it, in the middle. It was mean. like a big auditorium type th- uh, theater. Okay. Yeah. Let's look this up. Avatar yeah, to military technology. I must be proven right here. This is going to be propaganda. Right here. going to be mi- human military aircraft. See? That's from Yeah, let's have a that's December. Okay, yeah, December 2021, so recent. Here we go. Um this is going to be military propaganda. See? Scoob knows secret sec- uh super secret technology. See? It's the most hotly anticipated sequel. Look at yeah, I mean, yeah, no, this stuff looks sick. I don't know, like, there's no way around it. Yeah, this is why I thought NATO was actually NATO because I thought they were using like other countries <laughs> here. That James Cameron fixes uh, world peace everywhere. He just ha- he's like, I got to get like a little shot in every country, so he has to talk to every world country. He's like, man, I was talking to Putin, man. He. He really does just want to sit down and hammer these things out. Uh, and James Cameron just fixes everything. I mean, someone in chat said it, but what if Ukraine was just trying to join the theater association and they emailed the wrong NATO? Like, these people... Ooh, that's... They're not mm. they're not saying which NATO they're a part of. They're just flashing the badge that says NATO and moving on. They said, we just love theater. We don't understand what's the beef with us loving theater. Um, 
I, I believe so much stuff could be is lost in communication, man. That's why I like to I'll talk it through a hundred times. I was like, something's lost here. But I think this is gonna end up being military propaganda. This is gonna be they'll do something really sick and then it'll show the uh <laughs> the subliminal uh Uncle Sam in the background, like one millisecond, you don't even notice it. And then after it, everybody's letting out of the movie. It's like, what do you guys think about the movie? And there's like an army recruiter right there. Everybody just kind of lingers over to the army recruiter. This propaganda. I'm not gonna buy in, but I'll I may watch this. May be my my 2024 cinema. I think I could. I think I could make some time for this. Yeah, one movie uh, a year might as well be this one. Yeah. So sorry. Anything else for 2024? Um. Speaking of, you think they're gonna do a winning time movie? You think we get a winning time? To the, sil- <laughs> to the silver screen? They're just going to keep doing... They're just going to double down on this now. They're just going to keep lying even more. Of with- course they are. That's why Like I know how the, the retired players feel. Like the Lakers and all that. It's like, listen, the more you... Like right now, you're, you're telling kids, don't listen to like the parental advisory CD. You do that, the sales go... Like People want to see it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just, yeah, statement after statement. What do we have here? Um, so this says H. This is a statement from HBO. Um, uh, HBO has a long history of producing compelling content drawn from actual facts and events that are fictionalized in part for dramatic purposes. <laughs> Winning Time is not a documentary and has not been presented as such. However, this series and its depictions are based on extensive factual research and reliable sourcing. And HBO stands resolutely behind our talented creators and cast who have brought a dramatization of this epic chapter in basketball history to the scene. Green, sorry. Okay, so what more can be said? Uh, they put a little disclaimer on it, school. What's the... Uh... Extensive, extensive <laughs> factual research and reliable sourcing that does not include the players depicted whatsoever. <laughs> I could say that. I mean... Hey, we said it was a guy named Jerry West. I didn't say it was Jerry West. <laughs> um, yeah, no. This, I think they're just going to have to like leave the dramatization thing on the screen at all times. Um, yeah. Like the, like the HBO logo. Uh <laughs> I don't know how else they like things have been dramatized before. Of course, like that's how that's that's TV, right? They're gonna do what sells, right? And I don't know. I feel like all this stuff coming out now leads me to believe we're gonna get some wild shit in like the last few episodes, like wild, right? They're just getting ahead Uh, of it now. Yeah, like a hundred percent. So I I feel like this is like, oh, you haven't seen. We're gonna see a scene where we walk in on uh, it's Jerry West and Bust and just. 40 co-eds and they're gonna be like uh just so you know this was dramatized all right so it wasn't really 40 co-eds it was like no 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 jerry west and jerry Jerry bust never met that was the part we uh dramatized yeah it's just i i don't know i feel i just don't the show is so bad like outside of the lying it's just it looks like you used to be in on it school which what happened i wasn't in on it i just like watched it I thought you were in on it early, like at least entertained by it. Yeah, but it's the same thing every episode, and it looks like dog shit, you know. Like, and I, it's because it's the seventies. You don't get, you don't. It, it takes a certain mind to understand the McKay touch. 
it's just like the edit it's it's the editing like there's so many times where someone is talking (laughs) off screen and then the camera jump cuts to them halfway through a sentence it makes no sense it's well i don't that's not that's intentional that's not editing no no, that's not intentional that's editing i think that i just i think they do it enough to where they're doing it on purpose and that's just bad now I think yeah I think you disagree with like the style but I think it's they do it a lot when I feel like you like tense situations it'll you'll hear Jerry West's voice or whatever and it'll cut to him and his mouth's not moving but then it, I think it's like they're trying to show you like what he's thinking what he's saying that's what I that's what I took from it. that's how I looked at it I um, I just I specifically remember a scene where the genie bus is talking and they're showing her on screen and sh- she's not her mouth isn't moving and then it cuts and her mouth is moving and it's very clear they just cut two scenes together and didn't reshoot it like i i think that's their i think that's what they're going for like i think they're doing whether like whether it's a good idea or not i think they're doing it on I don't think they were. I genuinely like, like the, uh, do not think so. Like the Starbucks uh Game of Thrones stuff. I think, just kinda just like, like, I think it's just lazy. I think it's just lazy. Hey, listen. If anybody ought to be mad, Jeannie Buss, man. Jeez Louise. I feel like they're making her look bad. They're making her dead father look bad. Like her her deceased grandmother look bad. She the one that ought to have a um yeah, but at the end of the day, she's the one that owns the team still, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, she got brothers and stuff, too. We haven't seen any of There's like six of them. We haven't seen any of the brothers. So I don't know if they just um, did not agree or if that was just <laughs> less boring. Like, you know what I'm saying? Five boys and like one girl. Yeah. Only Jeannie is there. So hmm. I do think it's only going to get like we're going to get one episode where it's going to be like. Even the Lakers or somebody's gonna have to be like, "Hey, man, come on!" Like we, they did not have an orgy during Game Six on mid court. That did not happen. Uh, Adams McKay is like, "Hey, maybe it did." We, <laughs> who's to say it didn't? We just did a little drama to that dramatizing. Oh, the director does that. It's intentional. Oh, I'm telling. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's his style. He's doing it on purpose. Oh, okay. So dog yeah, shit is his. Style. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so now, yeah, I think it's you don't like the editing style, but I one hundred percent think it's on purpose. It's, it's, it's awful. It's terrible. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's amateur as fuck. No, he's showing you. How else would you know it was the seventies school? I mean, it's Have not even that. It's not even that at this point. It's just it's just put together terribly. You know. Just, Wait, so are are you watching any more? Like, are you all the way in and out, or what? I don't know. Playing it by ear? Yeah. Ooh, IB is a good question. McKay or Levinson? Oh, you have to attach one of these two to the zombie Fast and the Furious. Oh, it's not going to be Adam McKay. You'd go Levinson? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Everybody in the Fast and Furious is naked for (laughs) for two hours? Uh, well, listen. I mean, they're always naked in the McKay one. Interesting. Are we sure they're two different people? I think it's just an HBO thing. Hmm. They just have to lean into. They just demand it. The uh, sexuality I mean, sex, yeah. stuff. Sex sales, baby. Um, 
Always has. Anyway, oh, speaking of sex selling, uh, has the Lori Lightfoot Big Dick Casino uh, opened up in Chicago yet? I'm not sure. This was April 19th, so it could be on the way. Okay, so they might have broken ground. Um, Chicago might get a casino? That's, I mean, I say a good idea, but boy, oh boy. Chicago got a lot of debauchery as it. I, I only been once, but I liked it. It was cold as shit, but I liked it. And now they add a casino to the mix. Needs a casino, she said. She said there. She said there is no other option for paying Chicago's police and fire pensions. She adds. So if those are the options, that casino might be up tomorrow. Now I don't believe that to be true at all, but I believe that'll be the reason a casino will be built. <laughs> like we knocked down a a homeless encampment, a couple orphanages, uh, and some green space. But we got the uh, the Wrigley Casino. The rig, the Wrigley Big Dick Casino, sponsored by Lori Lightfoot. Um, well, aren't the aren't the Bears getting a new stadium? So like, couldn't they knock down Soldier Field? Well, see, I thought Soldier was one of those like old. I think Soldier might be the oldest, like so old to the points like we'll only renovate it. Like we could, like Lambo, like they can't do a new Lambo because Soldier Field is old. I thought I thought we talked about the Bears, the Bears wanting to Did move. We? A little bit. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Google so I I thought I feel like Soldier Field is just like permanent renovations because it's been up since like nineteen twenty one or something. Um Yeah, right here. In October, the Bears begun talks with Arlington Heights on okay. essential zoning on a new stadium. So. so that so all we have so it's talks. So yeah. talks is Arlington, I'm guessing is like a suburb of Chicago, I'm guessing. Um mm-hmm. that's it, yeah, because I thought Soldier Field was a um like just forever thing. Like there's never gonna be the whatever, but hmm, it might be uh, maybe it's a piece of garbage stadium. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Soldier team. Field sucks. I, I was gonna say it's got to look up what your Soldier Field start. Like I think it's the oldest one. If it's the oldest one, it has to stink. Just by the laws of uh, <laughs> architecture, then and now. Nineteen twenty four. Jesus, Christ. yeah, that it's got to stink. It's got to be terrible. Every seat in there was probably made for somebody five foot two and weigh eighty six pounds. Uh, it's probably mad poles in the way. Yeah, it's like a landmark. So they'll do they'll probably uh, concerts or whatever. They'll never tear it down. But it's actually delisted as a landmark in two thousand six. They said this this place sucks. So we could knock down Soldier oh. Field to build a stadium. It's feasible. I didn't. I didn't know you could be delisted as a landmark. Because they did, uh, they modernized the facility and lowered its seating capacity. Oh, so they, oh yeah, because you have to keep so much of it intact for it to be. Yeah, the same building, I guess, probably. Uh, Damn, that's tough. They said, nah, they, they took the chain back. No, no. Um. It's been renovated fairly. I thought, yeah, I thought it was like a thing, like constant renovations, just because it's uh, literally a hundred years old. But yeah, people, yeah, just turn this into the casino, open air casino, soldier, <laughs> soldier casino, open open air. How First does open slot air casino. machines work if it rains? 
rainproof. You listen. You, you think cold uh, in the winter? You couldn't use it in the winter. Oh yes, you could. Chicago's tough. You think you're gonna tell a <laughs> Chicagoan they can't gamble in the snow? Fuck you, dude. Anyone that uses the outdoor <laughs> casino in the winter, they, we have to get them help. Enough. As soon as you show up, like check in, you just walk right into prison. Yeah. Um, the soldier. I think the Soldier Field Casino could work. Um, you know who we could get to uh, uh, deal some stud there? A man that likes to work. Gunna, Gunna apparently enjoys. Oh yes, employ- Gunna enjoys employment. Yeah, the open air casino on the lakefront in February. Yes, you will die, but we have po- uh, poker. Gunna says <laughs> it's cool to work a nine to five, no cap. Getting money is getting money. I think we should get Gunna to open up Soldier Field Casino. That would be. That would be. A- I think every every brand needs a face, and I think Gunna would be the perfect face for the Soldier Field Casino. Uh yeah, he's not. I'm I'm dealing three. I'm dealing three is what he says. Uh, we're gonna get Gunna. We're gonna get <laughs> Jay Wright. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's all I've got right now. That's all. Listen, that's all we need. Jay Wright and Gunna. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all. That's all I want. Oh, Jay Wright and Gunna. Who's driving the bus? Who's riding the bus? Ooh, I mean, I think Jay's gonna drive it. I feel like Jay Wright is gonna. He's like, I've got the map. I looked up the map before we left. <laughs> it's in my head. <laughs> but does Gunna know that? Gunna might be like, um, I'll drive. I think he would just trust him. He would trust him to know. He would, he would trust Jay, right? He, he would look it up on his phone and he'd be checking his phone just to like make sure, like, okay, he's still going the right way. <laughs> like you're a cab driver, make sure a cab driver's not taking you. Hey man, we was not supposed to go over no bridge. Uh <laughs> Greg's logged on at a very weird point. Look, that that's literally true whenever you log on. Uh you even missed Greg missed the open air casino talk. Gonna drive on the bus while wearing some pants. Hey, listen, fashion is fashion. Getting money is getting money. Fashion is fashion. I he should have put the second part for it. Getting money is getting money, but it, there's nothing cool about working a nine to five. It's not cool at all. There's nothing cool about work. Um, it's not a timing thing. Yeah, no, that's true. Do, do we think Gun, you think Gunn has ever worked a nine to five? Maybe, maybe he worked at like a, I don't know, some kind of store growing up. We, what do you think Gunna's first job was? Mm, maybe like uh, I don't know. I started like grocery stores, so like I always say grocery. That's what mine store. was. To, I th- maybe Gunna was just uh pushing buggies like the rest of us. Yeah, he's grabbing the carts, pushing like, bees, uh, pushing C's. and then he was like, "This is cool." Um, <laughs> yeah, he was like, "This is. I mean, it, getting money is getting money, but I'm gonna rap about it instead." Yeah, no, I. If I could do the stuff, or just rap about doing the stuff, I just rap about doing the stuff, mm-hmm. um, and that way I don't have to do the stuff anymore. It's good work if you can get it. Um, the first reply hmm. is someone linking their TikTok saying, "I'm gonna work with you soon." I don't. Uh, I don't can we play their tune? It looks like it's a YouTube, so I don't think so. Oh. Yeah. 
Unfortunately. Yeah, see, I'll be trying to put some people on, man. Um, let's take a quick five. All right. Let's take a quick five. We'll take a five a little early. We will be back with Charles McDonald, Exemplist. Um, maybe we talk. Oh, yeah, we've still got our mock challenge. The mock draft challenge. No, we did that do. yesterday. But I thought, th- what was the uh, second part of it? Oh, yeah, we got the new, there's a new giveaway to look at. I'm not yeah, sure there, if that's. Maybe it's not a challenge to give away. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk some drafts, some, uh, I got a Falcons hypothetical I want to throw at them. So, yeah, let's take five. We'll be back on the other side with Exemplist Charles McDonald. Hey, welcome back. Hour three. Uh, Charles McDonald, Exemplist, is back. He was out last week protesting. <laughs> Protesting, yeah, house, trying to do away with the holiday, from what I understand. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was uh protesting big time, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't like to smoke weed, so no, I was out, I was out in Washington Square Park for about five, six hours, just you know, knocking weed out of people's hands when they came up, uh, smashing edibles, uh, you know, all the good stuff. So, no weed smoking Lord's over work. here for sure, yeah. The, the Lord's, Lord's work, work. The Lord's work. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be real for a second though, that was, that was some wild shit last week. <laughs> I'm, which part? Like you could just say any part of last week, like every any part of like even that day, any part of anything. It's like last week was some wild shit, and we look back and it's like, yeah, no, a, a tiger ran for a senator, and we just I ah, completely forgot about that. Like news is not real anymore. Would be tamed by today's standards. A tiger running for Senate? That's nothing. Yeah, I don't even know if that would, I don't even know if that would make the news. Uh, it's Tuesday. You talk big news tomorrow. It's draft time. Yeah. Does that, I was going to say, does draft, does that even excite you anymore? Or is it just. I don't I feel kind of sad because it doesn't hit me the same way it used to. Like, I used to be someone where draft week was like Christmas for me. And. Honestly, like the past two weeks, I've been so busy, you know, this spring with, uh, you know, changing jobs and then mm. uh, getting great shit here, getting the podcast off the ground, basically just figuring out how shit works. Like two weeks ago, sure. I was like, oh, fuck. Drafts? The draft's in like two oh, weeks? Yeah, draft's like tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now uh, me, Josh, and Hayden, we're doing a live show tomorrow, which you guys should definitely check out, uh, Underdog Fantasy. Three o'clock, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it starts. I just <laughs> okay, let's go three. It, things let's go three start at three. Yeah, from my yeah. experience, <laughs> things tend to start at three. <laughs> so we'll go. Uh-huh. We'll go three o'clock. But yeah, me and Josh and Hayden are going to be getting super drunk uh, on the show and just chatting about the NFL draft. So like, I've kind of figured, shit, bro, it's two weeks away. I should probably start getting cracking on getting to know who these guys are. <laughs> so. uh, can you get, what, what's uh yeah? What's the giveaway? The new giveaway we got. Uh yeah, um, hold on. I was pulling up the link to the uh hold on. This right here, the the tweet for the draft. Oh uh, yeah, here we go. This is the draft night tweet. Oh yeah, so it, it even have a t- it'll be it'll be around draft time, right? Like people Boom, know yeah. when people know when draft things generally start. Yeah, you'll um know. you'll know. Yeah. Well, let's call it three or you know, seven PM, somewhere somewhere around Ish. There. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. This is the day two of the NFL draft. Underdog giving away up to $3,000. Now, the total will depend on the amount of running backs and wide receivers drafted. Um, <laughs> running backs. Yeah. What, so, what's the, can you zoom in there? Like, the, oh, what's yeah. it say? Initial pool 
3,000 prize pool. Okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. You lose 1,000 for every running back drafted rounds two or three. Oh, that you gain 300 for every wide receiver drafted between rounds two and three. This might be my exact type of giveaway. <laughs> I was going to say, um, this is kind of fun. <laughs> okay. Depending on day two, day two is, again, yeah, just rounds two and three. We did our top 10. We're just putting this on the radar. We did our top 10 mock challenge yesterday. Now, what the hearing some rumors, I don't know who's going to have the better mock between you and Josh Norris. Would you care to address those allegations? Oh, mine's going to be better. Um, oh. I'm actually going to post it right after we finish the show. I've got the order done. I just feel like the selection. And you know what? The, the, the part that is going to make it sweeter for me is. You know, over these past you know year or so, I've really taken off my journalist hat. Uh, it's not really something mm-hmm. that I do anymore. So I haven't done really like any sourcing outside of like two teams. I haven't asked any of my friends that are beat reporters about what's going on. Like I'm doing this blind as shit. I don't even read mock drafts anymore. So it, it's going to be nice for me when I get to beat Josh at his own game and put in like 200% less work in that he does. So that's what I'm hoping for. I would say Josh is like stuck to the ceiling right now of like the Patriots war room, just trying to listen. It's like <laughs> I'm hearing, I'm hearing they like Jermaine Johnson. I'm hearing I'm they like Jermaine. Um, <laughs> so no, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Give me the um, I guess we'll just tank a thon. Or no, no, no. Actually, give me the the quarterback charting data yesterday, if you could. I think that was Ringer. I think the Ringer had that. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I think probably Ben Solak. He does really yeah. work over there. I think that was the NFL mock draft, right? I was reading through the, and I was like, I don't think any of these court like even the good parts of what the quarterbacks do is not really that good. And, and that's I, why, like, you have Malik, like people like you know someone like Malik Willis who. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, you know, let's take it there because I've been calling him the white guilt quarterback prospect. Uh oh. My chats offline. Uh, I don't know. Like Elaborate. people saying that. Okay, people saying that you know Malik is better than like Justin Fields and Trey Lance last year. That's just not true to me. Like if you're going to be at Liberty, I need you to be looking like goddamn Superman out there. Uh, right. And yeah, I, I know that you know when you play at Liberty, obviously your supporting cast is not going to be up to par. But even the guys like you're playing against. So if you're going to right. be kind of cancels out, right? You should right kind of cancels out to me. So if you're going to be like the top five pick, I just need you to be a little bit more dominant. And uh, look, but I will say this. I'm glad that Malik gets to get his own chance to rip off some owner as many average white quarterbacks have done before him. So I'm happy for him in that stance. It's equality. Uh, I will say, I think yesterday we mocked him to your Falcons, though. Fine. Do we, do we, where, where do we have? Do we have? Uh, if you click, I think if you go up and click only quarterbacks, oh, yeah. that's when it shows the. Uh, I'm dumb. There we go. I want to see like the 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 data stuff because I was looking through. I was like, are go. all these guys bad? Here we go. Perfect. Um, this is how we're looking at charts. Got like his pressure response, like what he does, certain numbers, drop percentage, all that. Scroll down a little bit. Uh, let's let's see how this compares to Desmond Ritter. Oh, Scoob's boy. No, he's not I my boy. Like, <laughs> he's not your boy? What I, do you do to you, Scoob? No, he's not my boy. I just know he's going to the the Seahawks. Uh pick nine. Number uh, nine. Yeah. He's in on he's Seahawks in on Ritter. Fan? 
no, I just know. You're a just, Packers fan. I'm a Packers fan. I just have a feeling. Okay. He just got a he got a hunch, man. Um, these first read that's the stuff I like. It shows how often they were thrown to their first read, how often the pocket was clean, their pinpoint, like their accuracy. It's a lot of ice cold accuracy on that Malik. I think this is Malik Wilson we're looking <laughs> yeah, at, right? Malik Wilson. And again, like you said, I get it. Hey, you're not playing with all-stars. You're not playing against all-stars. And you, you scout the traits, not the stats and all that, whatever. But if the traits are this, I don't know. <laughs> I don't right, know. right. So I remember I was talking to my buddy Justice Mosqueda about Malik. And he's basically saying, like, you can draft Malik, but it's basically entirely team dependent on how he turns up. Because you're gonna have to break them down. Like everybody, I mean, yeah. look, look at this guy. Look at the the charting. Like, you're getting below average results on passes behind the line of scrimmage. Like, that's yeah, scary. That, <laughs> it's like he has all the tools. It's like I he couldn't put none of them together for Liberty. Yeah, like, no, I ain't saying. saying yeah, yeah, I, it, it's risky. I, I I think it's a complicated situation when you go back to because he started off at, at Auburn, mm. uh, and he lost the quarterback job to. Bo Nix, which is like, nah, well, I, wish you, I wish you didn't tell me that. I that didn't that's know a little, was, a little concerning. Uh, but you know, at, at the Auburn, same time, I I wish you hadn't told me that. I really, yeah, really I, I know. I might be I really know. out now. I might yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, he lost the job to Bo Nix, but you kind of have to put in the, you know good old southern boy thing because bo nix was a sure. player at auburn for sure uh, his, that his might not have there so that, that, that might be based on malik willis's performance definitely right fair right. to fact so at the same time though you know we're, we're talking about detroit who i i recorded with jordan reed yesterday and he said mm. that detroit is a good fit for malik and i think so too just like you ignore at the two? fact of the picking number if you ignore the fact that picking number two like okay a, a, a situation, do, man. I don't right? I know, I know, I, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm listening. Uh, I'm listening. You can just sit him down behind Jared Goff for like a year. The coach who is going to support the fuck out of him might work out, but like you're telling me, I got to pick the quarterback that lost a a, a, a battle to Bo Nix number two overall. Like, really? I I don't know. It's, it's 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 a tough sell for me, but I think it's a tough sell with all the guys. It, it this I'll just read from the the. Uh, Ringer that says Willis has plenty of bad habits that must be unraveled and reconstructed. Thank you for your time, Malik. That's where I'm at. <laughs> like, respectfully, uh, he drops his eyes at the first sign of pressure, doesn't know where his outs are against blitzes or coverage rotations, and takes unnecessary risks on scramble plays. Respectfully, I, I not gonna be able to do it. Those are he's tough white, weaknesses. He's a white guilt QB. He's a white guilt QB. <laughs> again, I'm, I'm hoping I'm he does. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you, kid. I don't hate Detroit though. Two is, two is tough. It's a good but... landing spot for him. I and like you know, I, I think one of the troubles with this year is, you know, normally you would like to trade back at a spot like this but right. this draft class is unique which at the top there isn't really a player that anyone is trying to come up and get right uh, like jacksonville they haven't really gotten any takers for the number one pick there aren't any quarterbacks worth trading up for this year and 
I think a lot of teams are looking at him like this, like, if if I'm not going to trade for a quarterback, I might as well just stand pat and see what happens on draft day, which unfortunately stands, you know, pretty poorly for, but, you know, the, the Lions or the Texans are trying to look for in a trade back because I just don't know if the interest is going to be there. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a weird draft. Two is tough. I do think, like we were talking about while we were putting together our top 10 yesterday, it, I think it's only going to take one team because everybody is like, everybody admits these quarterbacks are probably not first ground, first uh, round grade, like any of them. And even still, somebody like I, the Panthers trade back yeah. Yeah, and take Kenny Pickett at like nine, which means somebody's like, oh, we can't be can't be left without one. Like I still see, I think we see four mm. in the top 20, 25 picks, even though consensus, like none of these guys should go that high. It's great. Yeah, I, love, I, I love the draft. Love it. Yeah. I, I feel like it, if you're going to pick Malik, at least you have the chance. Like it, it, you you can like talk yourself into the upside. Okay, That's what got, you're talking yourself into. He's got a plus arm, a plus speed. Like when it comes to running the ball, like he's he's going to be just as good as like Lamar Jackson at that type of shit. Like he's really good at running the ball. But and I, it, it's a long way to go as a passer. And the funny thing to me is like, would you put his film up to Lamar's at Louisville? Like it, it, it's not even close. Like who the better their quarterback is the better passer is like Lamar. The funny thing was like, you know, people talked about with Lamar, uh, you know, he's coming from this simple ass offense, which wasn't true. Like he, he played right. for Bobby Petrino who coached right. in the NFL, who put a lot of NFL quarterbacks into the league before. Lamar Jackson. In <laughs> it's just a couple guys in the NFL. <laughs> he coached a couple games in the NFL, you know, uh, <laughs> not even a full season, but we, I think we already talked about that during the Matt Ryan trade uh, episode. Uh, but like you, you look at you look at what Lamar was doing in college, it's not really surprising that as a passer, it took him like eight games to get used to the NFL because they were already asking him to do a bunch of NFL shit at Louisville in terms of throwing the ball. Uh, right. And I think people look at like, oh, well, he's running the ball like a college quarterback. That means he's not doing NFL stuff as a passer. That wasn't true with Lamar's case, but in Malik's case, like that's kind of true. Like he's really out here running a pretty simple offense. Uh, and yeah. it's it doesn't look clean all the time. And when you're playing against Liberty schedule, I would just like it to look a little bit more cleaner than it does. Yeah, and that's fair. And somebody pointed out in chat, and it's something that's been said, like Josh Allen is going to get a lot of people paid, quarterback Josh <laughs> Allen. And just in terms of, well, that, listen, that guy was, I think he was complete, what, like 50% of his passes at Wyoming, right? Like yeah. all the things you could say about Malik Willis. You could say about Josh Allen, right? Like yeah. the athletic traits are there, didn't put it together. Maybe not ready day. It's almost remarkable Josh Allen started from the jump now. Think about what he, he didn't. He didn't. Remember, oh, oh, he, he did not? He, he, okay, I, 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 I remember exactly what happened here. The Peter man goes oh! out. Week one or week two against Baltimore. And I think in one half of football, he put together like one of the worst performances i've ever seen so like mm, you're done josh go give me your best shot <laughs> <laughs> the peter man, john gruden's favorite quarterback um, the peter man i think the he peter threw four man. picks that game like first half uh so that was the chargers game roster. then he got another chance to start the next year but after they had drafted uh, josh allen because i remember it was a game against the ravens and i had to watch it and i was like bro you gotta be kidding me there's no way they let him finish <laughs> this game and they didn't let him finish the game uh they put josh allen in and he got his butt kicked, but we've all seen how that turns out. But, you yeah. know, last thing I'll say on Malik, I get the Josh Allen comparisons, but at the same time, 
Josh Allen is a pretty big outlier in terms of like coming. You betting on the one in a billion chance, right? Like, hey, that guy could do it. Uh, yeah, right. And maybe he can. Maybe he can. But right. you know, there aren't many guys with like Josh Allen's profile that have become successful NFL quarterbacks. Uh, even if you look at Mahomes and he was coming out of Texas Tech and he was a raw passer too, but like dude complete like almost 70% of his passes and was thrown for 41 touchdowns, 10 picks. So, you know, you, you saw at least he's going to put some numbers up. Uh, and I think, you know, with Malik, you're chasing another outlier here. So we'll see what happens with him. I, I just, it's not the yeah. bet that I would make personally. So who do you, do you have a favorite quarterback of the, like, I know you're not a quarterback guy, but just in general, the ones you see, cause even like the next like, one I, they have the only, is Kenny. I would Pickett, only draft two of them. Only, or maybe three. I would draft Malik just for the dice roll. Uh, I like Ritter. I think he's got a high floor, even if, you know, Ritter's Seattle weird. Ritter's like, cool. Seattle Ritter. I'm telling you. Ritter, Ritter's like good at everything about playing quarterback, except the accuracy is just kind of shaky sometimes. It's like, bro, you could just throw the ball. In terms of like going through his reads, like just looking like a professional quarterback, it looks great. And then the ball comes out of his hands like, eh. So that's just okay. But there's something to work with there. And then the other guy would take Sam Howell. Um, I don't know. Scoob's guy. Kind of got, got a cannon, but not that intriguing either. <laughs> Scoob's guy, Sammy Howell. I mean, um, he, he's kind of like, uh, I don't really, he's kind of like Sam Darnold, you know, to me. Like, he's got the big arm, and, like, it's always like, will he put it together? But I feel like he's going to just be mid, you know? I'm looking right now, like, they at the, his charts. He went to his first read 69% of the time. Uh, pressure, clean pocket, 71%. The window, clear window, 70% of the time. The chart's nice, though. It is, it, like, the chart, but it's like, when you have those things in mind, the chart better look nice. And to his credit, <laughs> they do, it does, right? Like, it does. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of fire emojis there. Yeah, so Malik has some ice cold. Um, yeah. And look, he, if you're going to be an NFL he, guy... I would hope you can at least throw within 10 yards to behind 10 yards. Yeah, like, so. Jesus Christ, like, what? <laughs> I don't think I'm asking for too much. Too much. Um, <laughs> Could you throw it right in front of you, dude? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's just, oh, man. It's just, I love the part of the draft where everybody agrees. All these guys, it'd probably just be better if they were, like, all second-round picks. That's everybody agrees. That. Class. And they'll, but somebody, somebody got to go first. And now... The guy, that, the pass rusher that can't rush the passer yet is about to go number one to the Jaguars because they just, just signed just uh, Cam Robinson. So I think yeah. they're out on line, off, offensive line. And now, yeah, like, I, but, at, but the thing is, with at least with Trevon, I, I, I wouldn't do it, but I get it. Like, that's what you're betting on the upside, class, yeah, yeah. Especially, and especially in a class like this, like, oh no. There's no clear option. So if you want to, if you want to take a chance on the 270 pound guy that runs a four or five and can drop in coverage, like I'll, I can understand that. Uh, but the thing is, yeah. with Siobhan, he like legitimately cannot rush a passer right now. But it's fine. It's fine. I mean, and that's the, the, what, that's what gives me pause about a pass rusher, Charles. I'm, I'm yeah. old school. <laughs> well, I'm I, old I don't school even. School. I like I like my pass rusher to, to be able to rush a pass a little bit, a little ripping pool or uh, something, yeah. um, something. But see, the thing is, I don't really consider him an edge rusher. Like, to me, he's just just a that's straight fair. up defensive lineman that you can put everywhere. And I think you know that that's scares fair. people sometimes because uh, get you 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 get comparisons to guys like 
Solomon Thomas back at Stanford where, you know, get the cool plays where he's getting tackled for losses in the backfield. But what people don't understand about playing defensive line is you got to be accountable. Like, I can't, I can't put you on the field if you're going to tackle for a loss two times a game, but, you know, 40 other reps, you're getting pushed back to our linebackers' laps. So, you know, that's, that's not really a good defensive lineman, even if it's shiny. Trevon, like, he'll beat, up, he'll beat the fuck out of a guard or a center in the run game. Like, if you go back and watch that Michigan game, there's a lot of sets where they put Jordan Davis, who is, you know, 340 pounds uh, over the guard, and then they'll come and put Trevon over the center. And he'll eat a double team and split it. So like it's 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 kind of like like some some freaky shit in terms of like just the amount of weight that he can withstand and also break through. But right. I mean, I, I don't even know if he can be like a five or six sack guy from what I've oh. seen so far, which is a little scary when you're talking about uh, <sighs> NFL projections. But last thing on Trevon, like if you kind of go back and look at the data and really the athleticism stuff with defensive linemen. He does like have all the tools to end up being someone that's, a, you right. know, flirting with Pro Bowl status every year. We just haven't seen him yet. But it's you know, the, in this draft, that might yeah. be worth the dice roll. Well, it sounds like Malik. It's like, hey man, if we can just—he's got everything else. If we can teach him how to do the main thing, look out. <laughs> if we we can teach the quarterback how to quarterback. If we can teach the rusher how to get to the passer, man, he's, he yeah. checks all the other boxes. Yeah, uh, someone got pissed at me the other day because I compared. Uh, Trevon Walker to Tyson Aluwalu, which I think is just like it's fine, yeah. but I don't think that people understand like what Aluwalu is. Like you're getting someone who is a high floor player, like you feel good being a starter for you, but you kind of wish you had gotten a little bit more out of the 10th overall pick, you know, as, right. from where he was drafted. And you know, Tyson's had a great career, he's had a long career. I think Trevon's gonna play in the NFL for a long time. It's just like how good does this guy actually end up being, and that's the risk you gotta take at the top of the draft. That's why I, I don't. I just, I guess I don't see. It feels like Thibodeau checks all those boxes. Yeah, I'm in on Thibs and Hutch for sure. Those those guys are stars. I don't know, but I might be out on Hutchinson. Hutch, is it just because is it the podcast? It. Oh no! What? Oh boy! What did he? Did he do a thing? <laughs> no, he. It was some. Is a PFF podcast where they did like four hours on Aiden Hutchinson's life. Oh no. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm staying far. I don't. I don't want to know that much about anybody's life. Neither do um, I. My I don't want to know that much yeah. about my friends, bro. Yeah, all set. Um, he's the thing. With, again, I think it just comes back to this draft. He's a guy's like if I'm drafting the edge rusher number one, like I want Miles Garrett, a guy that might get 20 sacks. Like Von Miller went number two. He was getting 18, 19 sacks a game. I don't think he has a that. <laughs> yeah, he was that close. <laughs> But prime Von, y'all don't remember. Okay, um, no, I, I remember Texas A&M Von Miller, and I was like, this might be the best football player I've ever seen in my whole life. It was when I was like, I don't remember. And then they started showing his footage, and that was the first time I noticed, like, Ben. I was like, he's not even upright anymore. He's just completely yeah. paralyzed, and he just walks around. I was like, he's going to do that every time. And he did, 19 yeah. times a game. Um, and he's done it in the NFL at least nine times a game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he's still out here. <laughs> Right, getting paid. Hutchinson worries one, too tall. Low man wins. He's too tall. Short arms for a tall man. That scares me. There's a lot of body to, a lot of body to grab, and he can't grab you first. I think he'll still be like he. He feels very high floor to me. Like I'm mm -hmm. almost certain he'll be a very solid player. 
I'd be like surprised if it's like, yeah, he didn't even get a second contract. Um, but yeah. big man, small arms worries me a little. Well, worries me a little. little worrisome. I think if you're Jacksonville, I I also think like historical, you know, precedent needs to take place, or at least some of these teams need to think about where they've been in the past. Ron, I think for a lot of teams, that's a pick that makes a lot of sense the top 10 or even the top five. I don't think it makes a lick of sense for Jacksonville. Like, bro, right. we got to start looking like a football team again. At some point, yeah. we got to start looking like an NFL team. And I, I think that that Hutchinson is, is, is a good start. But yeah, you know, he's a good start. Yeah. And I think it got overshadowed with Trevon running a four or five. And, you know, even Thibodeau had a good workout as pro day. Mm. Uh, but Hutch had like, honestly, one of the better combines that we've seen from an edge rusher. Yeah, like a, in a much while. better athlete, like yeah. everywhere than I think even he was probably projected to. Yeah. Run. Like this, the really comp cool. has shades of a souped up Max Crosby. That's a great player. Like, I, I like that, it. That's what you That's get. a great player. Yeah. yeah. That's um, someone that's flirting with Pro Bowl status every year. And I honestly, I think that that is a realistic expectation for him to have. I don't, I don't think he's as good as like, as good prospect as the Bosa brothers were coming out or Miles Garrett, right. but there's no one like that. It's not his fault. Yeah, that's not his fault. Almost got a good number one. Fault, so true. Um, I want to I want to ask you something about George Pickens. Uh, if you can pull up this <laughs> profile, OG George, <laughs> one of my favorite players. <laughs> I thought you would like. Have you seen this? Is from the the Athletic oh. where they did like the anonymous asking scout stuff about George Pickens. Have you seen that? I have not. Oh, I, I baby. do have a George take. George Pickens. My George Pickens take is every team. Okay, yeah, I want the take first. What's the George Pickens take? Every team can use a George Pickens, but only one George Pickens. You, if you got two, you've gone a little bit too far. Like, I don't know mm. if you guys have seen the too videos. much Pickens. Too much Pickens is a little bit. It's a little bit too much attitude for your team. I, I don't, like there's there's okay. there's been a lot of George Pickens things over the years. I can say watch him as a UGA fan. Obviously, like, the first thing that comes to mind is him beating the shit out of that Georgia Tech player during the game and throwing him into a wall with his face mask that you have. His first uh, game back from a torn ACL. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Some crazy shit. And then uh, there's another game before he got hurt where they're playing Tennessee, and <laughs> he's on the sidelines, and some Tennessee offensive player rolls into the Georgia sideline and George gets up with his water bottle and starts spraying him with water while he's on the ground. Uh, <laughs> then there's all the blocks. There's a little more fights. Like, he's a dog, bro. So, like, he's a good player, but you can only have one on your team. Only one, right. or else it, it throws the whole organization They start to hang out. Bounds. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah, I think it's, it's Pat, I think it's the Pat Riley thing. It's like, look, you can have one head case. You can't have two because then he, he, your two. first one's got company. George <laughs> can't have company. George uh, George is going to get some penalties. <laughs> can he make enough big plays to kind of offset that is the projection, I guess. I think he can. This was the anonymous scouts. They are asked, which wide receiver is the most boom or bust? Scout two, George Pickens. There's a lot of upside, but he can't get out of his own way. He's been enabled his whole life. Wide receiver coach three. Pickens, you love his games, but there's some issues. Do you want to work with him? He's a top six talent-wise, but it's impossible not to add those other things. He has the size, really good range. He positions his body on deep throws, consistently beats press coverage, has good stop starts with some Allen Iverson crossover in his game. A lot of the stuff in Todd Munkin's system translates to the NFL, but I wouldn't touch him. 
The same guy said, <laughs> said all of that. Said, but all I wouldn't. Is good There's one more. There's one more. Don't even think about it, okay? <laughs> Not a million picks. Wide receiver coach number five. On tape, he is probably a top five wide receiver, but there's just so many red flags, and they're big red flags. He's got a lot of growing up to do. If he goes to the right place with a room full of veterans, that will help him go the right way. I think you'll have a chance. Talented. He's, he's a little crazy. You should come to the Packers. Come to the Packers. Let's put him with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's yeah. what he that's who Aaron Rodgers needs to hang out with. Um which, so is he is this wild stuff like all like does he have off the field issues? I don't know about off the field issues. This past Sunday though, it's kind of interesting we're talking about this. I I'm not sure if it was Sunday or Saturday, but sometime this past weekend. Georgia running back Kendall Milton got arrested or pulled over by the police, something in that arena, for driving like 25, 30 miles over the speed limit. And Pickens happened to be in, in the car with him uh, this past weekend, which was kind of funny. Uh, but I haven't heard, you know, when you talk to people, again, I've taken off my journalism hat. So I, I, mm-hmm. I don't talk to like quite as many people as I did when I was out here on a beat, like literally running around New York City every single day. But uh, when you talk to George, like, it's not so much off the field. It's just like, are you going to get us like 100 yards and penalties in a, in a game? Because if not, then I don't know if we can take him. Uh, but yeah. like, I, I, I do think the part about the veterans is apt because, you know, just from being a, a Georgia fan and watching George all these years, he, he definitely runs hot. And I think that that's one thing that, that – fans love about the game but you know you, <laughs> you love it think, till you don't right but not it's easy for me to say oh i love that shit because i'm not working with them every single day uh right you know, I, I mean i'm pretty sure we've all had co-workers somewhere down the line at some job where you're just like bro like i would be way cooler if i could deal with this from afar no right. it's just like it's just like every day dude like every, every day, day dude um, yeah so that's George's thing but like if he if he can get that under control and just keep the physicality between the whistles, then I, I don't I don't see why you can't end up as like one not not like a premier premier mm. you know, pass target, but you know someone that is could be like your one B to a one A. You know? Yeah, like they get it has shades of uh, <laughs> angry, angry AJ Green, and they got him what 39th best pro. Like, what what do you think is a good like team? People in the chat said like Steelers. Um, just in terms, like, kind of, like, I guess you want like that mean, culture George, infrastructure. I don't. George might throw hands at Mr. Bisky. I don't know about that. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, thing, like, that's another thing. It's like, okay, if everything's great, you got to have everything great because I feel like yeah. if you got a so guy I'll like you, that, you got to tiptoe around George. We can't make George mad. I'll give you a little peek into my mock draft because I think if I'm if I remember correctly, I think George slipped into the first round of mine. And I had, this reminded me from Aaron Morton. The Chiefs will love him. That's where I have George going. So get him, get him with Mahomes. Andy has had his share of head cases in the past. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that he, I think that that'll be a nice landing spot for him. From uh, yeah. you know, quarterback that is going to get him the ball and a coaching staff that knows how to how to handle people like George. You know, they had some experience. What's the what's the worst? Landing spot for him, like the, the worst landing just, spot for George. What's the worst place? It's got to be like no infrastructure, bad oh, court, like oh, Giants, Jets. I was going to say Giants, Jets. Um, 
Giants or Jets? Dude, I, um, I think Jets would be a good landing spot for him just because I think Robert Saleh would appreciate the energy and figure out how to harness it. Yeah. Saleh, he, he likes those he likes those crazy boys a little bit. True. Um, Giant. Oh, Giant. That's day bowling. That's like new coach. Oh, George, he'd run all over. he walked walk yeah. all over. Uh, <laughs> Daniel George, Jones would throw him. I need George Pickens to go like eighth to the Giants now. The Texans. Uh, you know, you, you know who picks number eight? Which would be a who? terrible landing spot for him, the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, boy. Imagine George, unchecked, miserable in Atlanta. Oh, bro, you got to go somewhere a little bit more boring. He's just, that. he got uh, the cross face crippler on Arthur Smith on the sideline. Uh, oh, I know the worst I, landing spot for George. Oh. Carolina Panthers would be horrible for him. Some Matt um, rules. Donald and Robbie Anderson. Robbie okay, Anderson's see, like, I'll, see, that's I'll take you under my wing, kid. Exactly. Uh, Robbie is the George that yeah, you can't <laughs> pair him with. And yeah. I, 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 I look, I know Robbie. I used to cover him. Robbie was one of my guys in the Jets locker room. I love Robbie. You can't pair George with him. Just so. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, Robbie is like, man, he reminds me of me. I'm taking him under my wing. No! Ah! <laughs> Dude, Rob, Robbie, Robbie's been a little spicy even on Twitter the last few days. Uh, not, a, not in on the Baker yeah, Not in on the Baker stuff. Yeah, that, that shit is funny. So, you know, Matt Rule just doing anything to keep his job afloat means he can't give a lot of attention to George Pickens, which means George, mm. Robbie, they're going to become best friends. Can't let that happen. I got two Falcons propositions for you. What I think they should do with the eighth pick. First one, I said the other day, I think they should trade for Debo and Jimmy G. Sure. I mean, dude, I, I here, here's here's where I am on the Falcons. It's so fucked up, all of it. Like basically, since <laughs> all of <laughs> since since the Julian Edelman catch in the Super Bowl, really, yeah. Since then, mm. it's been really fucked up being a fan of this team. So what I would say is I don't care about what the smart pick would be because they haven't done anything smart in a long time. So why start now? But Falcons football has been missing more than anything. It's just something that's fun. Something that's different. You got your first cyborg last year when you took Kyle Pitts. And since you've decided to not take a quarterback last year, don't take a worse one this year. I wanted to take James Mahomes. I wouldn't hate that. Like, yeah. Yeah, just gadget. My thing with Debo is like if you had Debo, Kyle Pitts, and Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson's like, I'll do the Debo stuff. You don't want to do it. I'll do it. Like you can line those three guys up anywhere. It's a the Debo Falcons jersey would do numbers. Um and you just yeah. gonna blow their you're gonna blow well, their game for sure. Yeah, yeah Debo, like, a Debo jersey in the old school format that they have. The old, oh yeah. I'm That's in. The first I'm in. Second proposition, I think the Falcons should use that pick to trade for Kyler Murray. Oh, not that. I would be seriously in on it. Let's give them eight next three first-round picks. I'll give up the, yeah, how much? the rights to my firstborn child plus those first-round picks. We'll give him some shares of FedEx from Arthur Smith's daddy. I think that could be enough to get Kyler over here. Listen, it's one of those we keep hearing, like, where there's smoke, there's some fire. And it's been, like, two things with Kyler. He hadn't had an extension yet. I think this could be a thing where it's like I, like Russell Wilson, but just fast forward, and not because they short, but just like it's just too much. This just not going to be a long term fit. I'm not like, saying oh, that we, Cardinals fans yeah. don't want Kyler Murray. 
if Kyler Murray wants a city where he will be embraced just for being a black quarterback, it's Atlanta, bro. Like, that's literally all it took for Vic. And, like, that was part of the reason why people like Joseph Fields last year, because Atlanta, that's a city that will get around a black athlete. Uh, and if Kyler wants to come, I think I think it will make a lot of sense for Atlanta, not for Arizona, but I don't give a fuck about them. Well, the, I, if it just seems like he's just not long for there, <laughs> and they're just ha- going to have to do it anyway, like we're – or if they just can't come to contract negotiations, because I mean that's going to be the ultimate test. Do we see he the highest paid receiver or receiver quarterback of all time for ten minutes or not? And if not, it's like I think he could be had. So how yeah. how many first like three? Three. I think three. three I, I think like yeah, this one and your next two for Kyler, yeah. and then the Cardinals get to uh, they pick Kingsbury over Kyler. Uh, Again, the Ky- the number one Kyler jersey with numbers. Woo! Um, like in Give the me old that school, throwback one Murray jersey. The old school, <laughs> the black with the 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 physical bird on the show. Numbers. Woo! Um, I'm just all in on. It's like these teams are not gonna hit. They've consistently shown they're not gonna hit these draft picks. They're just not going to. So I'm I'm it's, less on the value thing. What do you say? Specifically, like, like if we're nothing. gonna keep oh, it to Atlanta, okay. like dude, I just make it fun again, man. Like just, it doesn't have to be the smart thing. Just I like I miss when I was growing up. We lived in Charlotte, and this is this is like when Vic is the quarterback, and like early Matt Ryan years. You go down mm-hmm. to Atlanta for a game like that shit was an event. Like it was fun. Yeah. People people put out the whole day for it. And it's just not like that anymore. Uh, and <laughs> no. I think it's, it's it's not even it's not like that at all. Like no. I remember the first. I went to the last game that the the last regular season game they had in the Georgia Dome against the Saints in mm. 2016. And like you look at that crowd compared to what is out there on a Sunday. You know, even the the following season in 2017 when they were good again too. Like. No one's going to these games. Uh, I think they need a major shakeup. And look, I wasn't thinking about a Colin Murray trade to Atlanta before today, but now that you put him on my radar, I think I'm, I'm going to do some tweets about today. Listen, you know, go. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's just one of those. I'm just. I, I watch the. I watch the tea leaves, right? Like all these receivers are pissed off, and because every receiver wants twenty five million dollars now. They should. So, like the, so yeah, as they should. The other day we went through those. So now I'm like, okay, now it's time to pay. These quarterbacks, and it's been two different, I feel like two different stories since they lost that playoff game, which Kyler looked horribly in, but it happens. Um, I just don't, I don't, I don't think he's long for there. And if he's not, I would be like for sure, like, yeah, here, just take our three and we just have our quarterback. We'll pay him. 200, whatever it takes. I'll pay him $200 million a year. As long as he's like, watch again. What nasty man went for three, right? Three yeah. first round picks. I think you can so you Kyler for three. I mean, you got to think about the tax too. No nasty tax, so that's going to bring you back up to three first round picks, even if he's not quite as good as Deshaun Watson. And the thing with Kyler is, every every we know that he can play like an elite quarterback because basically every year to start off the season, the past couple seasons, first like eight games, he's like MVP, MVP level, like legitimate yeah. MVP level. You see all the playmaking ability. It's kind of funny because, like, as, as small as Kyler is, he can still launch that bitch. Like, he can still yeah. let it fly. And he runs, he runs like a legit 4 3, too. It's so, like you see the playmaking ability that gets him off of these hot starts. But then for some reason, I don't know if it's his fault, Cliff's fault, 
personnel fault. It's just mm. falling apart big over the past two seasons. But you've seen enough. You have enough data points where you should feel comfortable at least if it comes to it, sending a trade for like three first round picks. That'd be fun. I would because again, it's like, hey, they'll hit something like AJ Terrell was like home run. They hit that pick. They're not gonna hit like three in a row. That's actually this works. Weirdly, and this this is what's horrible about the Falcons. Like, if you go back Mm -hmm. and just look at the Falcons' first round picks since Michael Vick. They've probably been one of the best teams in the league at picking in the first round. Now, past that. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's where we get the that's Falcons why, first round. That's why that's fair. Like, you look at these teams where the Falcons are like, oh, man, they got Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Desmond Trufant and it's the rest of the team. Well, they can't draft right. past the first round. Yeah, they just uh, wasted like two through seven. <laughs> yeah. So just look at this. Al Pitts, AJ Terrell, Chris Lynch from the year before, he's like a Pro Bowl level guard. Calvin Ridley, that's a funny one. Tax, tax a bad one. Keanu Neal is one of the best players in the Super Bowl defense. Hey, Vic Beasley was a first team All Pro. Can't. He had school. that one year, yeah. He did, and then he decided he was done playing football. Which I'm, I'm, I'm all, right. I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I played in the Super Bowl and I got first team All Pro. This is everything <laughs> I wanted to do. Jake Matthews, Desmond Trufant, and then before Trufant, it was Julio. Uh, yeah, before Julio. I, was, yeah, I saw Matt Freeman Ryan, in the fourth Robert round there, but yeah, now those mid rounds are not it's bad. It's bad, bro. It's, yes. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, that's even more reason I would. Nah, I still maybe I'll just like okay. Can we give you all our seconds, thirds, and fourths? Can that make up for like one of the first rounders? Yeah, uh, yeah. Then, then, then that I think that becomes a, a more fair trade. Boy, for these now. names are jogging some memories, man. Right, uh, <laughs> Jarris Norwood, that that Martez Milner. Um. Nah, this is all nasty. Angelo, Angelo Hall. Michael Jenkins. And then yeah, Michael Vick in 2001. Vick in 01. Yeah, see, um, the Dome hurt. needs, uh, the Ben Stadium needs, uh, Kyler got to make that his, like the Dome was was Vick's house. Yeah, saying, don't, don't belong to Vick and Ryan. This new stadium <laughs> belongs to Atlanta United. That's uh, correct. That is get the, that. The, the, the champion <laughs> United. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I'm legit. I'm looking around because, like, Russell Wilson, like, for all his flaws, is still a very good quarterback that went for two first-round picks and three three players. Like, three, what, rotation? Like, one, what was the former first-round pick? That's pretty promising. Yeah, that fan's no solid. Um, but even, like, if that's my cost to, to get the quarterback with the most important position, that's the price to lock that in. I'll pay two first round picks. And if it's three for Kyler because he's eight years younger than Russell, I'll pay that too. And when I get it, like, and I got to pay, you got to pay him 45 million a year. I'll pay. Like, is that not, is that not the whole point? Is that not the whole point? (laughs) Like, you you can't trade that much for a guy. Like, we're not going to nail all these picks anyway. That's just, that's the draft. That's just the draft. The Rams, didn't it? Yeah, they're down bad. Um, Big time. <laughs> Seahawks traded traded two for Jamal Adams. That was bad. But gave it, like, what, it's two years? The right and then got two for Russell Wilson. Or, yeah. So just swap out Jamal yeah, Adams and Russell yeah. Wilson. Even it's Steven. just It's like you got to pick the right positions more than anything. Like trading two first round picks for like a safety. Oh, baby. Trading two first round picks for a shutdown corner like Ramsey. Fuck yeah. I'll do that. Listen, I'm, I, I've already I the manifesto, baby. That's part of the manifesto. 
My first round. Safeties, safeties, yeah. uh, are they the running backs of, the, of defense? I think they have to be. I don't see how they could not be. Um, Depends what kind of safety. Like, if you're just chilling down there, basically playing linebacker, probably shouldn't go in the first round. But, right. Hey, if you're someone like, you know, Iron Math that can do basically everything, all right. Then maybe so, yeah. That was my case <laughs> for, like, Jamal. I was like, I disagree with this. Like, you can't trade two first-round picks for a safe, like, just in general. It's like, is he that guy or not? That's what I'm about. Now, he got to – they use him like a defensive end for some reason. <laughs> so, so maybe he's not that guy. Um, not, but, he's, but, look, yeah, like honestly, you said, the Jets, yeah. like, they kind of did the same thing when Greg, Greg Williams was here. Hmm. It wasn't quite as blatant as what the Seahawks will do, but, like, they'll, they would just walk Jamal straight up to the line and say, all right, set the edge like a fucking strong side linebacker. He was really good at it, but yeah. they were, like, when, but I remember when uh, – because I unfortunately have watched every game Jamal played with the Jets due to work. That's nice. And I remember when, when, when the trade happened, people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe you will let Jamal. I was like, ah, I think they'll be okay without him. Like, he's not changing day. Let's be real here. Jamal Adams yeah. changing the fortune of the New York Jets? No, I don't think Yeah, so. I mean, that's <laughs> not a Jamal Adams. There is few people it's not, on this It's not plan. Jamal Adams' problem. Yeah, it's not a Jamal right. issue. My thing was like, okay, if you're going to – if you think you can trade for that guy, it's like, okay, yeah, we see how they're – we think he's that caliber of talent. We're going to use him right. Okay, do it. They did it and did not – like, uh, it's not Jamal Adams' fault. Um, What's his I'm, draft manifesto? Oh, I've been – listen, I've been tweaking this for years, baby. Uh, it's a great graphic. Part, oh, Nick Trigg, man. Uh, uh, the, from the draft day, I'm, I'm much better than Costner. I think I I took my manifesto. It started. I said I'm presume that I'm taking over an expansion franchise. Okay. Okay. When the Texans started, it took them ten years to make the playoffs. I said I can cut that in half. I guarantee you. I think you cut too. I, so my three. I have one hundred percent roster control. I have a fully guaranteed five year contract. And again, my only job is they've made the postseason at least once. By the end. Anything after that, we go from there. You could definitely so, do that. How yeah. long did it take the, the Jaguars an expansion team in the 90s, but they made the playoffs pretty quick. They you. did it quick, yeah. I think it... Yeah, look up... Uh, I, think the Panthers might have, I think the Panthers might have, too. They both got it to it, like, pretty quick. Yeah, I, I I think like within the the first within the, the first decade of the Panthers existing, they had hit that Super Bowl where they lost to the Patriots. So and, that, and I know I think the Jaguars had made a conference finals, I believe. Let's see, they started in ninety three years. Yeah, so within one year, one year. wow, one year. they were in the t- conference championship game in one. That's year. Re- in five years they had won fourteen games. That's really impressive um, for what the Jaguars are now. Absolute swill. That's um, crazy. From four and twelve. That, I didn't realize they. I didn't realize they hit the ground running that fast. Um, yeah, show me I mean, the Panthers I, if you can, because I know they I had early Jaguars success. Jaguars have played too. this many playoff games to start off. Uh, I thought it was only, I, they only, yeah. they only made one trip. No, like Brunel, Garrard, like they've had some runs. Panthers started out. See that? Oh, okay, Panthers lost, twelve wins so, the second year. Lost a conference championship. Yeah. But stunk for six, seven years. Then made the Super Bowl. Um, so I think there was some probably some win now. I think I would just flip completely go the other way. Like even like expansion draft. They Jaguars took like Tony Baselli. He never played for like or no, but the Texans took uh 
but yeah, Sally, he never played for. Him. That's one of those like you can't miss those type of. Yeah, you can get you some good talent. Point. Yeah, um, like okay, the the, the Texans Tony Baselli stuff is funny to me because the Texans were like, hmm, our division rival is trying to give us their best player. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Doesn't make you think twice about little, that. Little do they know, we'll take them, <laughs> suckers. And he gets there, and they're like, did did y'all know Tony Baselli didn't have knees, and it was his knees or back or something it was, it was just after the shot, both, I think. Yeah, it was like he was like great player, but like the first pick of your expansion draft, they completely will. Um, let me see, scroll down. So then I went into the like the draft capital that they give you. Yeah, a little bit more, a little bit more like past the chart. Uh, there we go. The first year, the first year as a franchise, they give you the first pick of every of each of the first six rounds. Okay. They give you an extra second round pick, no later than 50, an extra third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. They're just, they're just handing you that off the rip. The second year, they give you, let me see, scroll down a little bit. I think it's, it, it, uh, yeah, it's two extra six and a seven, so much less. But they just handing you extra capital, okay. begging you to take it. So I was like, okay, what do I, now who do I take? Who do I take? Because again, expansion, this was for the- uh, Is the quarterback the right spot? Because do you really want to put them on this team? What happened to David Carr? That, you're, you're reading my mind, Chuck. You're reading my mind. <laughs> because I was like, the Houston Texans took David Carr because they felt that it was like, we have to get our quarterback. We have to get our face of the franchise, and we drafted our left tackle to protect him, and I don't think he ever played a game for them. And I'm like, that was a horrible idea. A horrible like, <laughs> And it was like, Absolutely even horrible. The, like, I, I would have this debate at the time. I was like, if I was an expansion franchise at the time, I was like, even if it was Trevor Lawrence, I was like, I think I have to trade down. It's like, no, but you, you're trying to find that guy. And I was like, you can have that guy, and it means shit. If you have nothing around, like, I don't think David Carr was that level of prospect, but we'll never know because he was getting sacked 68 times a year. Okay, honestly, I, that brings up a great point. If you can go to David Carr's pro football reference page and just look at how many times he was sacked, I think, in the first three seasons. In the, I think he had two seasons where he surpassed 70 sacks. Yeah, um, like, it, which is malpractice. It, it, it's it's pretty remarkable. I, I mean, I don't remember who said this to me, but someone made the joke to me where they said David Carr wasn't playing football. Everyone else was playing football, and he was playing jackass. He was an elaborate, an elaborate yeah. jackass skit. That was Johnny years. Knoxville. Out there, man. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the bold oh, on this means that the bold means that's lead leaguing. So three out of his first four years, he led the league in time set. And in two of those years, he led the league in amount of yards lost from those sacks. So you got 76 as a rookie and 68. Like, how do you even get up to decide to play football again? I'm done. You don't. He was sacked 15% of the time his rookie year. There was He was just not going to be a productive player. <laughs> 15%. It's what once, like once every six or seven snaps. I'm getting, I'm getting crushed, dude. Like. <laughs> David <Sick>. Ducar. <laughs> That's tough, man. 
at least he don't I, he don't sign stuff with it like Baker uh Reagan Mayfield. Baker, I don't Reagan. think uh oh my god man and I'm it's like I I have no okay, idea. I feel the same the, for Tim Couch uh with the Browns. See the, ba- the Baker shit yesterday where he's you know helping fund some group that's against like critical race theory. I'm like ah. I went to the NFL, so I guess you got to get started on that with, Fox career. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what did Baker major in? Uh, communication Economics. or something? He might be, yeah. Um, 76 sacks. That's, and it's like, okay. That sounds no, we, awful, man. No, no. We, we, we get you some help, man. By year two and three, it won't be that bad. Year four, we got you. 68 sacks. How, hey, many, how, how many games did he play? Because he might. there's no way he was playing 16 games. No, he did. Listen, ah, it, he might be the toughest man alive. Yeah. David, <laughs> I would have quit way before that. <laughs> David Carr bring out a like a uh, peach cobbler. <laughs> like he led the league in sacks to go two and fourteen. And again, <laughs> the Browns did it with Tim when the Browns came back. Yo, uh, show me the Browns record if you can, Scoop. I want to see how they did, like, expansion-wise, because they weren't good. But it was like, oh, Tim Couch. So I was like, if you pick a yeah. quarterback first, you don't want them to succeed. After they came back, is they had Belichick for a little bit, but then they left. Yep. And when they moved to Baltimore, the Ravens fired Belichick. I, I, you better not get on that internet and say yeah. that the Cleveland Browns fired Bill Belichick. Because those Browns fans oh, yeah. no, they, keep they a tab on shit like that. They don't forget. Don't, don't forget uh, that one. Let's see. So the Browns, they came back in 0... No, 99. Or 99. 99. Yeah, 2, 3, 7, 9, and then 5, 4. That's when I was like, you're, you're building up for the peak. Then and look at like, this. After that wildcard loss in 2002... It's nothing. Baron. <laughs> fourth, 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 second, Baron. fourth, fourth, third, fourth, fourth. <laughs> like that's that's what happened when you like it's this is our face of the franchise because you're I think you it takes you longer to realize one, if he's not it, two, it takes you even longer to realize, okay, we gotta get this guy some like he four years in, he can't be getting sacked 68 times. He should have sued the Houston Texans. He should have. I, honestly, think he's, I, I think he's. I, I think he still should. I think this makes some of the takes that he has on TV make a little bit more sense, you know. Yeah, like, hey, cut him some slack. I ain't saying <laughs> like, slack. Hey, man, <laughs> that boy's getting his ass whooped out here. <laughs> yeah, I ain't saying he's a good guy. I ain't saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you just we, we just let Uncle David talk, man. Uncle, he just be talking, man. He don't mean he's harmless. He don't he don't mean nothing, man. He just look out the yeah, window. Look, look, look at his look at his face in the picture though. Thousand yards thousand yards uh like when they bring people back from war and they're just like permanently just lost in the distance Derek Carr just hears like hut and he's just like t- it takes him back to Nam. he's got a broad look. neck though look at that that's some that's some meat yeah there. that's from years of punishment you gotta right. develop that's that's right. still, they'll die. Look, <laughs> years of doing this when your linemen pick you up <laughs> years of doing <laughs> Peach cobbler brain. Let me hold on before we can yeah, you show me brain. the year he was sacked 76 times. Can you show me who were like the league leaders in sacks? I want to see like who these are probably these were some Derek Brooks. Oh, yeah, some Simeon Rice. 2002. Uh, um, Julius Peppers probably on this. Yeah, you gotta go need, to scroll, you gotta scroll back yeah, up need, and then yeah, player stat. Yeah, here we go. 
got to be down here, right? Here we go. No, I think it's, it's at the, the uh, but it's at the top and bottom. Defense. Here either we go. one. Yeah, here we go. Perfect. That lead. Uh, who was leading the league sacks. in sacks? Like, who was putting this mileage? It's not letting me sort by sacks. Uh, are you kidding me? Oh, okay, broken. Website. Oh wait, there, oh wait, here, wait. Did it just do it? No, it's not doing it. Okay. Please sort by anything else about TFLs. Yeah, any. Uh, you're killing me, football. Yeah, it's not letting me do anything. Okay, what what the what year is that NFL season? Is that twenty thousand two? Yeah, it's two thousand two. NFL defense sacks. It's I need great. to see like who was putting like just <laughs> just devastating. Oh, it's it's doing it, but it's like lagging really badly. Okay, here we go. I got oh, it. Okay, Jason got it. Taylor. Jason Taylor. Yeah, Simeon Rice. Dwight Freeney uh, coming off the edge. Dwight Freeney ran a 4-3. Dude, I know Andre Carter. He was the defensive line coach for the Jets when I was over there. That guy is the fucking man. I didn't realize that he had 12 sacks. He was whooping uh, David Carr's ass, too. Hugh Douglas, <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, tough damn. time. Julius Peppers, Leonard Little. Okay, before we before we get out of here, see that name, Kabir. I, Baja Biamilo. Yeah, I remember him. Go to his Wikipedia page. He got into some shit after he left the NFL. You're not going to find it here, but there's some weird shit that he got oh, into. I, want, I, I, I could be wrong here, but I want to say it was like cult-related. Ooh. Yikes. We are on the Kabir Baja Biamila, uh Wikipedia. Um, okay. Coordinator at local Oops. church. Uh, look, there he is, 2016. So he gets into like this church shit, right? Where I he's using the the Bible to help people save their money. And in 2016, he pops up next to Ted Cruz. Like he oh. was on some weirdo shit, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, here it is, the 2019 mm. December uh, uh, thing. Would say uh, nearly arrested. Good lord! Yeah, Baja Biamilo was involved in an incident in which he was nearly arrested. His two friends were arrested during an incident at Assembly of God Church in Green Bay during a Christmas pageant put on by the Private Providence Academy. Uh, Jordan Salmi and Ryan DeSmith attended the pageant and triggered a trespassing complaint since they do not have children at the school. When they were arrested, they reportedly had concealed weapons on them without permits. What? Yo! And then read read the the the, the quote at the bottom. It is so good. Uh, the Green Bay Press Gazette quoted Baja Biamila saying, "They got my sons, my property, doing pagan worship, and I told them I forbid it, and they dishonor me and say it's okay for my sons to dishonor their father." He added, "They use the sons, the children, to oppress the man, and the woman rules over them, so that the man walks in error." I told you he was on some weirdo shit. I remembered that. Very weird. Amen. What? He was like, they talk, bro, you don't have kids. Go, leave. You got to go. <laughs> hey, Kabir Baja Biamila, you can't be here right now. You got to go, fam. Uh, we got to go. Um, <laughs> we got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Thank you to Chuck. Exemplist is out now. Who's on this week? Yeah, it's out today. We got Mike Tice, former NFL offensive line coach. He was fucking excellent. Uh, getting a lot of rave, rave reviews from that interview. Got Hell Derek yeah. Classen on to talk the... Uh, there it is. Derek Classen on to talk the quarterback classes, and he kind of shit all over Matt Corral and Kenny Pickett. And Ooh. Jordan Reed, a new ESPN draft analyst. He came on and... A pretty funny story about Matt Rule. 
drinking too much coffee and generally looking stressed at Malik Wilson's pro day during the conversation. So, yeah, but, uh, that doesn't out. sound like the Matt Rule I know. Uh, oh, <laughs> Matt Rule sweating, like drinking no. too much coffee. Uh, talking uh, no way. Listen, yeah, Scoop put the link in the chat. I need to hear this to believe it. Um, yeah. So, Exemplist is out. Thank you to Chuck for stopping by. Thank you to Chat. Thank you to Scoob, of course. Of course. Uh, Tomorrow. The draft. We say. Underdog Tomorrow Fantasy the... Live Show. That's right. Between three and uh three close. midnight. Yeah, three in the end of business. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> we'll plug it tomorrow. I gotta get my mock right. Uh five star on the way out, thumbs up on the way out, subscribe so you can yell at us tomorrow, and we'll catch everybody tomorrow.